0: Responses engine 5, engine 3, engine 1, ladder 3, ladder 2, rescue 1. We've got smoke showing.
1: Division 1, you're on location, block 23, reporting smoke showing 727.
2: Yeah. yeah, let's, yeah. Yeah. let's go. All right, let's fucking do it. All right, All right. so uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Job Talks, the uh, number one firefighters podcast on the interwebs. Uh, maybe not, but we are a multinational media conglomerate. Uh, Matt, you want to fact check that for me? Facts. We have hits from, uh, currently, have
3: hits from uh, Russia, Belarus, uh, North Korea.
2: Uh, and a few other authoritarian states, uh, and the United States. So, So, multinational. That's it. And Canada. Uh, (laughs) uh, On a serious note, welcome to the show. This is obviously our first episode, so we're probably going to be really awkward and have no idea what we're doing. So, we're going to kind of wash that away with some booze, and uh, hopefully (laughs) get through the show. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into it, uh, help us out. Uh, Follow us on Job Talks, or at Job Talks on Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, J-O-B-T-L-K-S. Barry forgot the A, so... That's how we spell it. Pan pending um, <laughs> pending Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's also at Job Talks. And uh, don't forget to turn on the notifications and get alerted when we drop new episodes because we do plan on dropping more than this single awkward episode. Uh, since it's our first show, uh, I think probably doing a round of introductions is, uh, is in order. Um, Barry, you want to tell us kind of how it got started and then uh, who you are, what you're about? The origin story? You want to start the, the origin yeah, story? Yeah, I think the origin story is good.
3: All right, uh, so my name's Barry. Um, I work in the Cambridge Fire Department, so like a medium-sized uh, fire department in Metro Boston. Uh, I started as a call guy way back when, a little hiatus for the Army. So I guess the origin story, I'll take it all the way back. Um, so I grew up in an extremely affluent uh, family hmm. right outside the city of, uh, of uh, it's a large metropolitan city. Um, my parents were murdered in an alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> um And since then, I grew up with my butler. Um, And since then, I've pretty much dedicated my life to uh, fighting crime and firefighting podcasts. So, you're a superhero? No,
4: that's my life story. Oh, Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyway. uh, So, so like the backdrop to another famous superhero. No, common common misconception. Uh, No, so the the, Scooby Doo? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, the original Scooby Doo. The original original Scooby Doo. -Doo. No, so I guess the origin story of Job Talks is essentially um, I've had a few gatherings at my house where I bring guys together to kind of, you know, bring guys together positively, you know, talk about positively influencing their organizations, talk about culture, bring guys together passionate about the job. Um, and that's kind of just evolved since we recently held an event um, with Bobby Eckert from Eckert Fire Tactics. That was uh, well-received. Uh, and I was talking to John one day, and John was essentially like, hey, like, you know, you seem to be passionate about bringing people together for these intelligent and engaging conversations regarding firefighting. He's like, why don't you start a podcast? Uh, and that kind of started the ball rolling of, like, why don't we, you know? Uh, there's a lot of podcasts out there um, pertaining to firefighting, so I don't think we're really reinventing the wheel, uh, but I think you know we represent a unique niche in the fire service, uh, representing the younger generation
2: of the fire service on uh,
3: some of the things that specifically pertain to us. So, so here
2: we are. And uh, you kind of put us together intentionally with uh, different backgrounds. To, I did, to yeah. Anna. So I tried to, like, when you look at the fire service
3: uh, as a whole, right, the, the vast majority of the fire service, is call and volunteer, and maybe, you know, like, a, there's a much smaller subsect that, that is career-paid firefighters. Um, so I think that, you know, we're trying to capture as much as that audience as possible to kind of replicate the, the conversations that you have at a firehouse table, and we can bring that to a larger audience. But the intent of bringing these four individuals together, other than the fact that you guys are four of my best friends— is we all represent like a Do unique we have it? Sorry, do we have a not facts
2: poster for Matt to hold up? No, we're not they, best friends. We're not no, good friends. We are facts. <laughs> all
3: right. Um we all represent uh, a different and unique like component in the fire service. So I started as a call firefighter and eventually made my way to Cambridge. Uh, Will, you started a small suburban job and made it to Cambridge. Matt's on the city of Woburn. Uh, he worked as a um paramedic in a like a busy metro service with me as well. Uh, and John works on Stoughton, which is all, you know, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves, but we all come from, uh, different services, different backgrounds. And I think that's a- able to kind of encapsulate, um, different experiences to bring, you know, um, bring a relevant conversation together. So I thought that was important.
4: John. Well, my name is John. And as Barry said, I work in the town of Stoughton, otherwise known as tough town. Tell your friends. <laughs> no, actually I got ties to the town cause, uh, the Morrissey side of my family grew up there. So, um when I got into town, I actually knew or were familiar with some of the guys on the department or they knew my family and then I've actually gone to calls with like my grandparents friends and you know things like that. So and I bump into a lot of people that I know in town, like people I didn't know I had. So I do have a connection to the town. It's not just a random town. I grew up in in Brockton. So it's really right next door. But yeah, we're we're a small a small department. Um and we, what do you guys run for, uh, like, just, daily staffing? Yeah, so we have an 11-man minimum. and uh, But then, you know, we staff up to anywhere from 13 well anywhere from 11 to 13 or 14 guys, depending on, you know, the, the amount of guys we have, depending on, you know, obviously sick, injured, things like that. It's always varying. So, But uh, we do, uh, we have two engines, uh, and uh, we have three in each engine, and we run 2 frontline ambulances, obviously two in each ambulance, and then we have a car. And then, so obviously, if we have any kind of event during the day, any kind of incident, uh, we have day staff involved as well, and that can be up to, you know, an additional four or five, four oh, or nice. five people. So, yeah, we have a fair amount of, a fair amount of staff decent on Decent size. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's bigger than I thought it was, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, on to Matt. Yeah. So, uh, as Barry
5: said earlier, you know, we kind of met initially in medic school. Back in the day. Back in, like, 2015, 16. Yeah. Worked in a busy, you know, system in Cambridge doing EMS for a private service and uh, got to learn actually, uh, very fortunately to learn from, you know, the Cambridge fire system and, and how they do things and, uh, and their unique setup with uh, private EMS and uh, related to the fire service and, uh, and then eventually made my jump to the fire department, which is what my goal was to begin with, kind of used as a stepping stone, which I'm sure a lot of people have yeah. done and oh, yeah. uh, will continue to do. Uh, Woburn is where I work now. Uh, it's a smaller, you know, city just North of Boston. Um, you know, daytime populations are around 50,000, but then with the industry during the day, it easily jumps up to several hundred thousand. We have two major highways, a, a rail service. Uh, so we get a little bit of everything. Um, the department sizing itself, you know, we're 80 guy, you know, 80 men fully, you know, on the job. We have five firehouses, our, our minimum manning per day, is 17, um, so we can run down as low as 15, uh, but we try not to, yeah, um, we try to keep it up around 17, but you know how that goes, the politics and everything, but, uh, so, like I said, five firehouses, three, uh, three engines, uh, with three men a piece, one tower, uh, three men, uh, we have a full-time ambulance, BLS, with two guys, we have a second ambulance that we run Monday through Friday, uh, only, um, no nights, no weekends, no holidays. Uh, <laughs> just so hard. Is hard. That people don't get truck on those days. Yeah. It's a second ambulance BLS that we staff strictly Monday through Friday because apparently that's the only time you need it. And Just uh, an impact truck, right, when that's you have what the highest saying,
2: population yeah. in the city?
5: Yeah, it has nothing to do with need. It has everything to do with finances. But, again, that's the politics behind it all. But um, yeah. So the need is there. And we know that, but yeah. it's not as right. easy uh, accomplished. And yeah. then we have a, a shift commander, which is the captain. He has his own personal vehicle. And then we have a deputy chief and the chief as well. So, uh, you know, that's our typical day to day. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a very unique system. So
2: nice. Uh, I'm Will. Uh, I work with Barry on Cambridge. Uh, I am a transplant, uh, Air Force brat, so kind of moved all over, but from Florida mostly. Uh, I worked on a smaller suburban department. Um, where we ran uh, uh, six on duty when we were full and ran down to five. Um, Cross-manned the ambulance with the ladder and the engine at uh, one station, and then the other station ran uh, two guys. Um, It's a good department, but uh, almost four years ago, came over to Cambridge. Uh, That's how I met, met Barry. Uh, honestly, the day one, I thought it was the biggest mistake of my life. Cause Barry had me <laughs> scrubbing the walls of the kitchen at like eight o'clock at night when we didn't have any air conditioner. It's it was called, like, it's called building discipline. <laughs> it was legitimately at like 85 degrees <laughs> yes. in the station. And I was like, well, what the fuck
4: did I do? Were you using soft bristle or hard bristle yeah. toothbrushes? Uh, he had
2: soft bristle. Yeah. Uh, those are better hard. for your gums and yeah. the walls. Uh, but so Cambridge, we run, uh, eight engines, uh, four trucks, two squads, a rescue and two division chiefs. And, uh, we run three men minimums on, um, trucks and pumps. And then we run four on the rescue, two on the squads and the division chiefs. I think our minimum manning is 46, 40. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it's 46. 46. Um, so we months. run, we run 46. Um, and that not including office staff, uh, we have obviously a kind of a full complement of office staff too. Um, but it's a, a fairly busy Metro department and, uh, I, I, uh, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. Get to do get to do quite a bit. Uh, I'm on uh, the squad up in uh, Porter Square, so um, just uh, throwing it out there. We all work on these departments, but we don't represent them on this show. So uh, everything's our own uh, opinions and thoughts here. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of, I think that uh, one of the most important things to keep in mind for the people that are listening or watching this is that. We aren't the experts. We're not uh, trying to come off as the experts. We obviously have experience in different things, just like other people do. Our our real goal here is to um, get conversations started, so we can uh, we can facilitate knowledge sharing. So we can find experts that are uh, you know really knowledgeable in their field, and maybe eventually get some of these people to come on, share some of that knowledge with us, and uh, just kind of build. Build a better fire service through uh, training and culture. I think is yeah. is a big thing. But uh, you know, we're not here to tell anybody how to do their job. We're just uh, here to share what we know and uh, see what you guys know. We want to learn, as Barry says all the time. We're students of the job too. Yeah. So, um, I think that uh, that leads kind of right into the com- content. So uh, you know, we're not going to come out swinging, uh, trying to try- trying to talk about some complicated events. We're gonna we're gonna start this off and uh, kind of talk about why we're here. And uh, I don't know if any of you have seen or heard of Gordon Graham, but he's a former, I believe, LAPD officer. He was a motorcycle cop. I think he, like, developed their motorcycle program. Anyway, he has his own, has his own company, and he does a lot of, like, safety and, and training stuff. Uh, he's big on, like, risk mitigation yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, he has a good video. I remember seeing this a long time ago. I don't remember where or when I saw it, but it always kind of stuck in my mind. Um, so it's older. Apologize the quality is uh, maybe not the best, but uh, the, the point is there. So I'm just going to play a short, short clip from the video, and, uh, and then we can uh, talk about it. So, Nick, you want to throw that up?
0: Time to think it through and no time to, think, to think it through. It just a couple These seconds. are the ones that scare the oh. I said, very good, Jakey. That is a high-risk, low-frequency event but there's two types of high risk low frequency events the dt's and the ndt's time to think it through and no time to think it through these are the ones that scare the hell out of me folks I right he was here
4: about the dt's
0: what i like to <laughs> call the hr lf ndt's tasks that are very risky done very rarely with no time to think it through. And the bad news for us in public safety in general, and you and the fire service in particular, is that we have a number of these HR, LF, High risk, low frequency, no time to think it through. Let me give you some classic risk management, ladies and gentlemen. If you study consequences, these can be identified through a study of consequences. And once these high risk, low frequency, non discretionary time tasks have been identified, they can be addressed through a serious training program. A serious training program that focuses every day on HRLF NDTs where every day is a training day. What will we do if this happens? What will we do if this happens? High-risk, low-frequency, non-discretionary time tasks. These scare the hell out of me, folks. The good...
2: So that's, uh, I mean, the video is like 15 minutes long. Uh, we're going to have that up on our Facebook page, um, or it should have been up already. So if you haven't seen it, feel free to, to go and see it. Obviously, if you're, uh, if you're listening to this and not watching this, um, you can go on and, and see any of the stuff we do. But uh, this video is 15 minutes long. It kind of talks a lot about having systems in place. He talks about uh, high risk, low frequency. I'm sure we've all heard it before. is like high acuity, low occurrence or some other, you know, halo, whatever. It's plenty of different variations. Yeah. But uh, but the the kind of the whole, whole point of it is that uh, there's stuff that we do in the fire service that we don't do all the time. And, uh, you know, for some departments that could be literally going to a fire, right? Fires are down. We're not, we're not, uh, seeing them as much as we used to, which makes them more dangerous. Um, it could be like a hazmat. It could be, uh, whatever the case is. And, um, and, uh, I think like, uh, like he says, like getting training programs, identifying this stuff, um, is, is super important in, in mitigating it.
3: Um, and I think that's like kind of going back to like to the nexus of the show is like, you, you see this shift In our generation from the previous generation, as far as fires are down, you don't see as many fires as we used to. And that's just, that's just the nature of the business, right? We're no longer just the fire department. We're an all hazards agency. So, like you said, you know, it's not just firefighting; it's hazmat, it's technical rescue, it's rope, it's trench, it's all these other things that encapsulate it's EMS. EMS, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last but the last the but the not I don't want EMS. I don't want to, don't yeah. want to get canceled last on our first episode, not, but yeah, not least. Yeah, right? Well, that's
5: the one that nobody
3: <laughs> yes. wants to talk yeah. about. Yeah. But no, it's we 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 true. It, we'll talk it's about the about. primary yeah. thing yeah. that we all do. Yeah, and just for the everyone here is a paramedic, so I mean, we can we can talk. We'll definitely talk about EMS. We'll broach the topic for sure. We'll broach the topic. But that's that generational shift, right? No longer is structural firefighting. You know, not, I don't think any of us here really have any legitimate experience of wildland firefighting. But structural no. firefighting are no longer those low-risk, high-frequency events. They're the high-risk, low-frequency event. EMS is the low-risk, high-frequency event now. So just transitioning that conversation, you know, obviously you said we're students of the craft, so bringing in guys that have experience in all these, you know, niche subjects to, to broach those topics. But just understanding that there's a generational shift, that our our training realities, our operational realities are much different than that of our predecessors. And how do we fill those gaps? And like Gordon Graham was saying, one of the ways that we can fill that gap is with serious, legitimate
2: training. Right. And I think even just talking, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, not necessarily, obviously, like, getting out and, like, doing reps on stuff, but, yeah. a, but also just talking. Yeah. Like, uh, I was having a conversation with a, a guy I used to work with the other day and kind of talking about how do you keep people motivated to do this stuff and i think one of the downsides of of not seeing as much fire is that people don't know what they don't know and so they they get complacent in the fact that they haven't gone to a fire in a while or whatever the case is and like for me i just don't want the first time i have to force a complicated door to get in a building mm-hmm. is when somebody's like reported to be in a room up there that i can't get to right. you know with yeah. some other access yeah. or yeah. or to know th- to try some other access if it's right. difficult to get yeah. in like i just don't want to I don't want to be put in that situation. I don't want somebody that's, like, expecting me to know what I'm doing to be put in that situation. Um, and I think the the way we, we do that is we, like I said, start these conversations, implement training programs and,
4: and stuff like that. Yeah, and that gets us to how this all started with different departments and their outlook on training and how they're going to implement training. And so, you know, some bigger departments, they can pull – Different apparatus and crews from service, and they can cover them. Yeah. And then you can step out and you can do training. Where, if you come if you come to Stoughton and do some training, you will find very quickly we all get set up for training. And then the second we're about to start, here yeah. comes that oh. medical. Yeah, right. it's
5: clockwork. It's no yeah. different than yeah. when you're trying yeah. to eat. You know, right. it's yeah. Like yeah, same thing. Guaranteed yeah. to get and a so, run yeah. or multiple yeah. runs. Yeah. And to every piece that you had designated. Yeah is now, right. you know, we yeah. just tried to do ice training a couple of weeks back. Yeah. We left one piece in service, and uh, it happens every time. But literally within five minutes, we had, like, six runs going on. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. crisscrossing the city. That's it. And uh, yeah. and we never got to do anything. We were barely right, yeah. barely breaking the ice. And, uh, yeah. No pun intended. And it's, yeah, it's, and, uh, you know, it sucks because you want to – you get excited yeah. to do the stuff, and, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. you never yeah. get to, yeah. to get hands I think, on
2: think I think most people like getting into that, like – hands-on mode like oh yeah, so, yeah. I, like i know i do like ice rescue perfect example like i mean like oh one person from each company is going to get in the suit and go in the water like every single time yeah i want like i want to be yeah. want it to be me just because i i like doing it obviously like yeah. That's yeah. right. Really like as you get a little older, yeah. it gets complicated because you're like, all right, well, I got to let the younger guy yeah. do it. I've done it before, but I still
4: personally don't want. That's the funnest training yeah. I think we have all. Yeah, For all us,
5: it. it's the, the, the new guy draws the shit under the stick. He's getting wet. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I always go in anyways just because yeah. I want to be prepared. Got yeah, it, no, it's fine. You just want to make yeah. sure
4: the suit still wraps around your chest. It never it's fits. Still, still I get wet yeah.
5: every time. There's no such yeah. thing as a dry suit. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks kind of good though and, and Or you don't like Get that last click Of the zipper <laughs> yeah. right. It doesn't fit Yeah, 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 all yeah. It yeah. goes up to like yeah. the Chest Just yeah. enough to let You He can't flex in. dude so. That's the key it, and with but, that I mean said, we, we could flex, he can't, yeah, flex. Yeah, so he can't flex Rip that thing <laughs> no, apart yeah, It's like poof. putting a <laughs> Water suit on The Michelin
2: man <laughs> <laughs> For me it's like the, the height is like Trying to get You know the Mustang suits They got that like Neck flap you have to Bend into Dude I feel like A fucking giraffe Why is there so
5: many rolls
0: Shut and up.
2: then and then you gotta like and then you gotta like crouch and get all the yeah. air out, or you yeah. jump in and you fucking float all weird. So it you, really don't want sucks it to you don't and, want it to be skin tight either. For, yeah, you know for, such a, a for such for such a bulky is. suit, it really yeah. shows a lot of body <laughs> contour, you know yeah. What, yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Very form fitting yeah. size. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh we just we actually just did uh ice rescue training um at Cambridge a couple weeks ago and it was good because yeah. like for we our group, we had a couple warm days. Engine companies weren't invited. Yeah. It was on the squad. Squad life. Squad. Cool.
5: You want so to explain what that is? to uh, <laughs> uh,
2: It is the absolute best uh, company slash yeah, job. We know. We a, know. Okay. So. Uh, no, but it was good because we we went in and we had a couple of warm days beforehand. Yeah. So like uh, the groups that went ahead of us, like they had actually cut holes in the ice and got in. Yeah. But we got to go in and literally just kind of fall through. So yeah. like as we were trying to make the rescues and nice. stuff, it, we yeah. actually fell in, which is yeah. which is good because you know you're not going in when yeah. the ice is 18 inches thick yeah. either. But no
4: which we don't get around here.
3: I think you guys bring up a good point. So like we kind of have the luxury of being able to call out a service, like companies will call out a service for training. And like, I didn't realize how much of an impact that had until recently we tried to do. um, So I'm on engine one. That's one of the rope companies. Uh, And we tried to stay in service and do rope training. We got three calls during that course. It was just impossible. So I think that's one of the uh, forgotten luxuries. Yeah, It's like, we don't have, you know, like you said, like, some guys don't have the luxury of calling out a service for training. Like you're, you're in right for
2: the city, and so, then like, yeah. not to, to to like, I don't think we should talk politics too much, yeah. but like, the other way to get training in is to hire people on overtime, which is a huge budget yeah. concern for yeah. Chiefs. Like, yeah. it's, it's not, gonna it's, not have, yeah. it's gonna be a no go. for yeah. It's gonna be a no go. You know, and yeah. um, and training, so yeah. so it gets hard. And then what do you do? And um, try and try and have that like. Like yeah. intercompany stuff where you try yeah. and get stuff done. Not not
4: only overtime, but you know there are a lot of contracts out there that have um, training time built in to their contract. So you know some guys get like sixty hours a year of paid training outside or inside the department, however they structure it. Yeah. And you know that's something that we haven't been fortunate enough to get. Yeah. But you know going back to what we're talking about, like, with these Halo events, right? Yeah. I mean, I've been on for four years now, and I've gone to, you know, probably, like, half a dozen fires, like, three of them being, like, you know, real serious fires. I've actually been really fortunate, too, that I've gotten to pump, like, half of those, which... That's so critical, dude. Which, thank God, because, you know what, that was one of those things that, like, kept me up at night, like... It's one of of those things where you, like you always
2: want to be going interior. Like you want to be the person taking the nozzle
4: through the door, doing the cert,
2: whatever it is. Yeah. But it's the most important job on the fire ground. And so like being good at it is like, yeah, dude, that really important. That first two pump operator.
3: And that's one of the things that I think like differentiates us. And like, maybe, you know, we're all speaking from like Metro Boston, but you look out in like California or like Florida, like, the engineer or the pump operator is like a promotable position. Right. Or like yeah. That's mm-hmm. your dedicated position. But like here, like I was probably on the job for like six months and I was already driving and mm-hmm. like pump operating. And that's right. like such an incredible and crucial position that like that first do pump operator on an engine company, like makes or breaks a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's that's so the, awesome. that's yeah. the weight of the yeah. world.
4: Yeah. on
5: yeah. your shoulders. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Even more so than, so I got off my training days out of the Academy. Yeah. I got an overtime the very next day yeah. off my training and yeah. I was, Hey, have you ever driven this truck before? No, you're driving today. Yeah. yeah, And yeah. so putting a lot of faith in me, but it's also very nerve wracking. It's the no bullshit
3: moments. Yeah. Like. It's yeah. like, yeah, sink or swim, you know? Yeah. So, Tri- uh, trial
5: by fire, you know? Yeah,
2: sometimes,
5: yeah. Literally. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, you are fortunate to work with some good guys who yeah. aren't going to, yeah. we're going to be like, all right, we're going to run over this. We're going to go run through everything right now. Let's go out. We'll flow water. Yeah. But, um, you know, that quickly you're, you're in the hot seat, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't have designated assignments yeah. as far as truck assignments go. I can be yeah. driver, I can be backstop, yeah. you know, whatever.
1: Yeah.
5: And I and I should say now that I'm assigned to the ambulance currently yeah. on my job, you yeah. know, all our junior guys start off on the ambulance and we do our own dispatch, Yeah. which is probably unique to us. I don't know if you guys do that. Yeah. No, we lost we our know.
4: dispatch a long time ago. And I, I think we would all like to see it come back, but it just, Fiscally and everything else involved Without yeah. with yeah, avoiding all that So, so we,
5: like, we know, still do that and, and I get it You know Junior guy That's where you start Earn your yeah. stripes But at the same time A guy fresh out of the academy Just learning the fire service Okay now you're on desk And ambulance So it's like The training that you just got Starts Well tough. now it Takes it's, a while for, yeah. Yeah. If you're not proactive To stay on top of it Starts to uh, You yeah. can go You can go A good chunk of time uh, Unless you're hungry For overtimes And you yeah. know Like I said hung, you know, Hungry for work Yeah um, right it can be a good while before you get to, you know, do that stuff. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Matt, do you guys, um, do you guys take the ambulance to fires or do you cross man? Yes.
5: No. So we don't cross man anything. And the ambulance, the rescue is, uh, is part of my minimum manning. So it's on every, it doesn't go on box responses like your typical, you know, box alarm coming in. Um, uh, but if it's a report, anything report of, you know, inside odor or gas, uh, you know, s- any report of smoke or fire, it always goes no matter yeah. what. And, uh, and that's kind of nice because, you, you know, if you're, like I said, if you're a hungry guy, you know, you're, gonna find, you're, you're gonna on get top on. of it. You're
2: going to get put yeah. on everything.
5: It, you know, I know me personally. I, you know, it's a personal yeah. challenge to beat the first do company there. Yeah. Because
1: oh,
3: yeah.
5: Uh, yeah. I want to work. I want to do yeah. stuff. And yeah. uh, so, you know, you end up getting there pretty quickly, um, either with the first arriving company, definitely with the second arriving company. Yeah. And uh, our current assignment is to, our SOPs is to uh, report to the tower. And the lieutenant on that piece will give us assignment. So we essentially turn our, our ladder truck into a. a oh, so you guys
2: company. go from uh, from uh, ambulance to truckies on yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. That's, not a bad, that's not a bad gig.
5: It, the reality of it, though, is you know you might beat the, the ladder truck there, and which more often than not, unless it's in their district, you probably will. And uh, and then your assignment changes right away. So you yeah. kind of plug and play. You yeah. know, you're going to report to whoever the officer is on scene at the yeah. time. You know, more than likely going to be search. Yeah. Um, and then, but, you know, the situation kind of dictates. You, right. you know how that goes. That's like, so. like you, Will, the squad.
2: Yeah, squads are, are similar. They're kind of, uh, kind of plug and play, too. And so, Do you want to explain? On, like, you know, our squads are different than like
3: the traditional variation. Yeah.
2: So there's like the, uh, <laughs> if you go to some of the Instagram pages, there's like the squads, you know, like uh, you might see in FDNY or I think Lawrence has one. Um, Brock, Brock, Brockton and, has a squad. Yeah. Squad yeah. A. But do they roll an actual squad? Or do they yeah, it's a squad A. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, they make yeah. they make fun of our, our squads, which are like yeah. they call it the, like two man Cali rigs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the stuff from like emergency back in the day. Um so we're both so we're medics. So so one thing with Cambridge is we staff um we staff ALS, but we're not transporting. So we staff both squads, the rescue and two engine companies have medics on them, and it's kind of a first response service so that we can initiate ALS care, transfer it to the ambulance company, or if it's uh, if the situation dictates, we can take the ride as well. Um, so we always have medics in, uh, in service. But uh, anyway, so on uh, fire response, so we're the same. We don't uh, we don't do box alarms and stuff. Um, we kind of have some equipment to do light rescue and extrication meters, um, uh, some hazmat stuff. Uh, but on scene, it's all about when we get there um, and who else is there, and you know how like. So if the engine's running uh, a three, then you know, maybe we help uh, get lines in place if the uh, engines are on a four. maybe we go in and do the search immediately. Obviously, the building dictates t- that too, and the report of people inside. So I've been I've been fairly fortunate on it, and I've kind of got to to yeah. do um, a decent amount of stuff. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, I I, was, I have never pumped a fire. Hmm. So yeah.
5: if I could just go back for a sec too. So I'm sure guys watching this would be like. What, you know, what good is the ambulance getting there first? I understand <laughs> that. <Yeah. laughs> um, no. I'm just saying, I'm hungry. I want to get. No, that. Yeah, but you know yeah. what? But, uh, yeah. I, I've I know. had that conversation. You know, Obviously, there's no water on it. It's useless, yeah. you know. But that's but, search, man. It's just man. Or power. if there's and victims, it, it, if there is victims, you know, we we know that we have to. Ideally, you get the ambulance that piece out of the way. Don't yeah. block You're any down of the, street. the, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. crucial yeah. pieces from getting to the fire. Yeah. Uh, so, and we know that we practice that a lot. Um, you know, beaching it up the street. Yeah. But at the same time, not fully uh, yeah. getting it, it lost on scene because yeah. if there is somebody that has yeah. to be pulled from the house. we do have to be the primary. So you guys
2: are the the medical response
5: for your own people too. We have a a contract with a private company to come provide an ALS and a BLS on scene standby for us. Yeah. But if the situation dictates where, you know, it's somebody being pulled from the house, those resources aren't going to be there for at least five to 10 minutes or longer. If they're even available, Yeah. you know, because especially right now, the reality of it, private EMS, they're never available. So, um, do we would we use a surrounding town or if we yeah. needed to? Sure, um, but we try not to remove ourselves because realistically, yeah. you do have an ambulance on scene. Yeah, as much as we want to get engaged in the fire aspect of yeah. it, you do have a responsibility to provide care to people too. Yeah, so and I,
3: I honestly, man, like I wouldn't I wouldn't sell yourself short. So like, it's not like you guys are third service where you're showing up with just an ambulance, and you can't do shit, right? Like, you got you guys are probably the quickest piece of apparatus in the city. If you guys are calling up first, you have the opportunity to give a good quality, initial size-up, and report, so incoming companies, know, one, know what they're dealing with, and two, if you get
2: reports of acumen trap, you guys are going in. You this, you this yeah. initial search. like You don't need a hose yeah. line to do a search. You, no. you can also, like, so I've, I've actually had this conversation, too, with people through so yeah. the squad the same way. We don't, uh, you, I, you know, I always take a cannon for a reported fire, yeah. but we don't carry, you know, do you we guys don't carry have working? a pump. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, We yeah, have all we have yeah, all that stuff. Put no, a lot on the ambulance. A we
5: have can. we have you know ticks and we have yeah. you know all, everything we need yeah. to safely enter a burning yeah. building. On the but ambulance? On the ambulance. Yeah. You kidding me, really? Yep. Oh, yeah. We don't have any of that. We don't have gas meters. We're trying to get those. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh That's awesome. so we do you have guys have
2: you guys are also kind of functioning like That's your right. rescue cuz you don't have a heavy mm. rescue, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, so. yeah. Exactly. But like I had the conversation like okay, so maybe our apparatus isn't a functional piece of apparatus, but the personnel are functional for a lot of reasons because One, you got somebody trapped, like, I want somebody there sooner rather than later. You can only survive that environment for so long. But also, if you got to get a door open or something like that, you can be there first. Like, you can have the building ready to go so that when that pump comes up, that line's going right in. Because the ultimate goal, obviously, is to get water on the fire. So
4: We had this conversation the other day, just sitting around the table talking at work. And, uh, you know, there was debate as to, you know, you show up, heavy fire on arrival, second floor. What do you do if you're in the ambulance, right? And I said, I'm going to gear up, and I'm going to go in with, like, door control, see if I can see anything, do a primary search if I can, depending, obviously, on how bad it is. You know, if it's, like, isolated to an area of the building, you know, it hasn't been going that long. Maybe it just broke over. You're not going to go into an inferno, right? Uh, But, yeah, we had that conversation as to whether you're going in without a line or what you're doing. But let's be honest, if... Oftentimes, fire is not the first on scene, anyways. And what do you have? You have cops kicking doors in and going right, in going and grabbing and making grabs. Can,
2: at least you, yeah. But at least you yeah. have the, the the training and knowledge to like and an isolate. SCBA, yeah, and an SCBA, so you can yeah. isolate, you yeah. can shut doors, yeah, absolutely, you can make sure that the entry point is controlled, you know, Correct. so you're not venting the fire, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah I I think there's a, a lot of stuff like you know, again, for us, like uh, being in ahead of the hose line is 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 something, but you can also you're, you can also help feed line, right, and, like, mm-hmm. get that line headed to the fire, right. and then you can break off for your search as right. well. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't uh, personally agree with that. Like, you, you know, you're useless if you don't have water or a ladder on your truck. Um, the personnel are, yeah. are
4: important, too, to to do that stuff. But So, in all the fires that I've been to, I've been to uh, one of them, and it was the first fire I went to. I was on the ambulance, and, uh, I mean, I got to do everything whenever there was a gap to be filled you know it was just kind of you know yeah. you, you stick with your guy on the ambulance but whenever something we were just swing guys yeah. and so you know we we're up and down ladders up and down the ladder truck in pulling ceilings backing up holes we, we did everything yeah. so yeah. i mean right. it, was, so it, was it comes the best back to, to the
5: whole training topic yeah. because in this setting you're you're going to be asked to do one of many many tasks you don't know which one it's going to be so you're going to yeah. kind of be proficient at all of them. yeah Right. You know, you're not assigned to just one piece. Yeah. You could be assisting that piece, assisting this piece, you, yeah. can, right. you know, yeah. whatever it may be. And so. I,
3: go ahead. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest benefits. Like, sometimes, like, people, I often find, like, guys on smaller jobs, like, shortchanging themselves and their experience. Like, you guys have a huge benefit of cross, like, you know, the, the department that you both worked at for a period of time or you guys. Like, you guys cross staff to a degree,
1: right? Yeah, we cross yeah. staff out ladder with yeah. our ambulance. Yeah. That's
3: an incredibly valuable experience because when you have in bigger cities, like, I'm assigned to an engine company. Like, I'm not assigned to a ladder company. I don't have that much exposure to a ladder company. Guys that are responsible for cross-staffing apparatus, like, you have to be proficient with an ambulance. You have to be proficient with an engine company. You have to be proficient in a ladder company. My responsibility is to be proficient on an engine company, right? And sometimes like, in one spot for your in spot, career. In one spot, in my right, district, yeah. right? Unless I'm picking up overtime. So, like, I think that it's, it's almost... Um, it's an asset to you guys that you have to be proficient across the broad spectrum of everything. You have to be proficient with ladder work. You have to be proficient with the aerial. You have to be proficient with engine work, search, rescue, right? So I think that like you, you guys are more versatile on the fireground. Not to say that you know city guys like you know can't handle business, but like my experience is limited to engine company operations. And right. I and, have very limited exposure. To and and we
5: have that as well. Yeah. Like I'm in that position currently yeah. because I'm on the ambulance and yeah. I get my overtimes wherever they pop up, yeah. you know, but you know, the way it's structured right now is like when, as you know, you gain seniority, new guys come on the job and yeah. older guys are leaving, you eventually get removed from the ambulance to fill in those spots yeah. at the outside station. So right. I could get assigned to an engine, and that, that could be my assignment for the rest of my career. I don't yeah, know. Right. You know, so you can fall into that as well, yeah. you know. Oh, we, we definitely but, uh, have
2: guys that um, have done their whole careers on a ladder and engine. I, I think the difference is, so, like I, like, I really value having worked at a smaller department for yeah. that reason. Like, I felt like it prepared me to take on um, being on a bigger city. Yeah, a whole variety of roles. Yeah. But the difference is, like, you also – there's, like, a, a – um, Pros and cons of everything, right? So yeah. so the pro is that you get to be more versatile, you kinda learn a different uh more tasks and different uh roles on the fire ground. But the 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 con of that is you're not like the expert, right? So like you being on an engine where the staff is enough that you can just be an engine guy yeah. means that you're gonna be like an expert engine yeah. guy mm-hmm. or an expert truck guy or yeah. what or whatever the case is. Yeah. So I definitely think there's like pros and cons yeah, of no, both. Oh, and, uh, but I, but I I do so I spent seven years. Uh, it was Wayland, um, to, like I said, Metro West, and uh, and doing that. Like we crossed me on the ambulance ladder, engine, forestry truck. So I, I think bringing that to yeah. uh, to to the new job when I got hired yeah. in Cambridge was for yeah. for me invaluable. Yeah, I think it creates a well-rounded individual. Is the point? Yeah, and you have and you have like a little bit of uh, mutual respect. Yeah. you know, for for all the different um, yeah. jobs that are happening on the right. fire ground kind of simultaneously. Right. Yeah. Um, And there's something to be said for showing up on scene with, you know, two, three, four, four, four people trying to. This is one of my big points.
3: Like the big, like in the city, like it's easier to be subpar because you can hide. Like it's no joke if you show up on a working structure fire with four guys because you can't fucking hide. No. Right. You either know what the fuck you're doing or you don't. Yeah. You're getting in and it's going to show. If you show up on like a working fire assignment. So in Cambridge, like you get it like a working fire. You got to fight
2: people to get inside.
3: Yeah. You're going to fight, like, 35 guys, 40 guys. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, <clears throat> like, it's easier to be, I mean, we're fortunate. We have a lot of proficient firefighters, right? But, like, can you have, you have any large agency, Cambridge in specific, it's easier to be subpar in a large pool. And that doesn't speak just to firefighting. It could be police officer. could be the military. I mean, we're both from the military. Like, right. if you're in a larger pond, right, and there's a lot of fish, it's easier to hide. But if you, if you show up on a, like a working structure fire with four guys, there's a lot of shit that needs to happen. You better know what the fuck you're
2: doing. Right. Mm -hmm. It's easier to hide, but like, also like not to, to sound like, uh, we have a bunch of people that are hiding and subpart their job, but that's 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 hardly the case. That's hardly the case. But, but it's also easier to, it's easier to when you, when you haven't gotten that training or, or done whatever, it's easier not to, to identify that because somebody else was able to get that task done. Whereas like... It, and that's what I, again, I was talking to my buddy and he works on a, a smaller department. Is like, when you're not seeing those fires and then you're showing up yeah. and you're four people and, and you, you got to put a fire out and get somebody yeah. out of a building. Yeah. Like you're not going to know what that's like until right. it happens. And right. like, yeah. ho- hopefully you've at least like played the scenario in your head, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it takes
5: knowing your system and when your next resources are coming and then yeah. prioritizing huge. you know, what's important to you. But, um, you know, back to the training thing you know, one of the things that I notice that we do a lot of because of how difficult it is to do a full like group day training you know situation, uh, is that we have most of our guys are just self starters. It's like, hey, engine two today will, might hit us up, you know, call us that morning. hey, we're gonna yeah. go out and, and uh and do a little stuff over at the at the theater if yeah. you guys want to come join us. Yeah. You know, the latter yeah. guys might call us, mm-hmm. hey we're gonna go we're going to drive through our district and size up some houses and we're going to throw the ladder around a little bit. If you guys want to come join. So like there's a lot of that because they know if there's a, Hey, we got a car today and we're going to cut it up. Chances are we're not going to get through that. Right. Right. So like, right. Yeah. That type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We have (laughs) a training division and, and they kind of assign tasks and they, um, schedule training for us. And that's more, at the department level, although, you know, they'll bring a company or two at a time, whatever. Right. But then yeah. the same the same thing, like the company officers, and, uh, and and even not even just the company officers, but, like, the firefighters in those companies, a lot of times yeah. just kind of uh, take it upon themselves mm-hmm. to, to do yeah. that training. You have, you and, have to yeah. do individual-level training. And, like, I think that you're
3: never going to get enough training. I don't think anyone at this table or in the fire service at large would agree that you're ever going to get enough training. Um, but I think it's also important, if you're able to do so, is to train outside of work, right? So, like, for me, for example, you know, obviously in a fortunate position, not everyone is able to do so, but I literally allocate, like, $3,000 a year for outside, like, training that I want to do. So, like,
2: last year I took... I do you guys remember that affluent family thing? Yeah. Yeah. 3,000. Uh, so That's three, yeah. yeah, uh, three zeros behind that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so you're, you're, like,
3: if there's, training that if there's training that you want to do that, like, maybe... Is not within your department's means or resources, or you know, you, you know, you have to wait for your turn. Like you can, there's nothing wrong with being a go getter and going and getting that training yourself. Right. right, like all my rope experience, like rope one, two, and three, I went and did myself. Like, because if you if you're hungry and you want something, then go fucking get it. And I think that's what it comes down. To. And I understand that like not everyone can afford to like. I'm gonna go tape, you know, yeah, rope we, one and we're two. We're not all as well off
5: as. <laughs> you. Speaking yeah. of rope, we
4: Barry can. Barry <laughs> roped me into some training, yeah. a few years ago <laughs> oh, that yeah. uh, so we got ripped off real good. Yeah, gone. so yeah, I'm still
3: pursuing yeah. the legal ramifications of I'm pursuing. I'm still damaged goods from that, so I haven't signed up. Dude, so wait, so I'm still. He let it go. It's not over for me, dude. It's not over. Not over. Um, so we were gonna take some training up in New Hampshire, uh, one of the bigger jobs in New Hampshire. Um, and essentially they were hosting a two, it was like a two day track. They had like an engine company track and a ladder company track, if I'm remembering correctly.
4: But anyway, we, it was like three,
3: what was it, John? Like
4: 350 bucks? It was $352. Oh man. And 40, and, uh, I don't remember what it was you about. You spent $3,500. $3, in-
5: <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't
4: remember what it, it was about because I'm still anyway, trying to recover from it. Yeah.
3: So we spent, it was like 350 bucks for like two days. We're going to go up there, spend the night. It's not bad, but it's not cheap. I not wouldn't want to No, it's not cheap. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but obviously COVID happened. It was the beginning of COVID, so they just canceled shit carte blanche.
2: Yeah. Did you invite me to this? I did. And I said no. Yeah,
3: yeah. He almost Could. ripped you yeah. off, real Could, good. Yeah. Thank God. So anyway, so this
5: company, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah, I'm <laughs> not
3: going to name names. Like this company is <laughs> like not not a small company in the like ticket hosting industry, like went completely upside down and didn't have enough money to refund everyone. So here we are, two and a half years later. Were you guys? Training at the fire festival. Wait, so you guys got no, This was, you guys this was essentially the fire festival of fire training. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, we even, the fire yeah. we didn't even actual fire. We didn't even get bologna you, sandwiches. Uh, you did you. Even, and yeah, this
4: went so. beyond the fire service though. They were they're no. millions and millions and so millions I looked at of up, dollars. Yeah. Really? In, I looked
3: in, it up recently. There's like a ninety-five million dollar lawsuit against oh. this company because they still oh Yeah, it's big.
4: wow. And I would then, like to thank
5: you from the yeah. bottom of my heart for not inviting me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So of that ninety-five million you
2: best believe there's six hundred, seven hundred bucks that <laughs> I'm gonna fucking get. Sorry, sorry. yeah, that would be uh, that'd be seven hundred and four dollars. I'm not a
1: math guy. I'm
3: not guy. I wrote it off to good welfare. I don't well do there. med <laughs>
2: math. Why do you have to do med math? There's clocks, right? Yeah, the, do whole know. thing. Um, Sixty seconds in a minute. Mm. <laughs> uh, that sucks. Number one. Number two. Uh, Barry's rich, so we've learned that. Uh, no, but I, honestly, <laughs> I both think my it, parents. We're murdered in an alley. I'll remind you. Yeah, <laughs> this sounds weirdly like, um, like a story about a dude who had a butler and was like a flying rodent of some sort, <laughs> right? Um, dark, dark uh, princess or some someone like that.
3: No, no, no. Yeah, I would Does appreciate
2: a, you not mocking my life. Pterodactyl man. No, this sounds something just like,
5: like Frozen. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's
2: That's what is. What How it dare is. you? How dare yeah. you? Yeah. Sounds Nailed just it. like the plot to you were Princess. Yeah. <laughs> uh. We've done some training outside. Well, I mean, we did the uh, the uh, yeah. Eckert, Eckert class. We did, we did uh, class. the fire academy. We did the um, advanced, advanced structural, structural firefighting. firefighting. Great class. Yeah. Highly recommend. Just uh, That was good because we were fairly new to working with each other, and we yeah. were just kind of like, hey, yeah. before we go into a fire, let's go do it at the yeah. academy.
3: And and it, it doesn't have to cost money to be good training. Right. Like, leverage the resources, you know, whether you have a county-based fire system, whether you have a municipality-based fire system, whether you're, you know, I started on a call job that hosts their own, internal organizational training that's high quality training or whether it's the fire academy you know we have the mass fire academy it's connecticut california whoever you have there's a lot of classes that i I don't think people realize are available that are free of charge
2: you just have to pursue it
3: yep that was one of the best class that was a great class
2: yeah Yeah. i I mean obviously you're not getting in there burning up and whatever but it was good to just like being new to working with you and like getting into a smoky blacked out environment on air where yeah. you know, some people have a harder time than others with that stuff. And yeah. like, it, it was just, for me, it was a, like less of the training as far as like moving hose line. Cause I knew how to do that. It was more like a yeah. confidence builder in like working together yeah. with you. Um, no, I, I still vividly
3: remember from that training, a valuable lesson that I learned. So obviously, you know, we're in the burn building, you know, we don't have, you know, we, everyone has personal radios at this point, but you know, radios can fail just like anything else. But during that hose evolution, We, you know, they have the steel doors, but we had a coupling get so fucking bundled up. Oh yeah. Remember that? And Will's advancing the hose line and I'm trying to get this coupling that's literally caught within the seam of this steel door and it's not fucking going anywhere. So I had to force it with a halligan. but I had to run upstairs and tell Will like, Hey, like give me a second. I'm unfucking this issue. Right. And then run downstairs and fucking fix it and then give him more hose line. But, like, those are the things that are going to happen on the fire ground. It's not going to go as you think it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Right? Shit's going to get caught up. Like, we had we had a struck box the other day where I pulled, I pulled, we have, it's called a brick. Essentially, you're pulling the horseshoe. I had to go out, and then I'm back around to give myself a little bit of leeway. But we had, um, like, a couple street signs, and shit gets just get caught up in the street sign. I got to go back out of the street, grab it from the coupling so it's not caught on the cou- So it's never going to yeah. go as you plan. So I think trainings like that give you the opportunity to potentially identify or at least get exposure to the fact that things aren't going to go the way you want them to go and how are you going to react as a company
2: I, I think like it, it's huge to have I, I don't want to call those mistakes because they're not mistakes no, they're, right. they're just shit that happens right no. but it's good to have those experiences in a call where yeah. it didn't end up mattering right yeah. so like I know Barry so Barry and I used to be together on engine 3 um, before yeah. we we swi- we split yeah. but um, you broke up with me still upset yeah well whatever happens um we're still friends that's the important part but but we had uh, uh, like i just I think that facts facts <laughs> um i just think remember we uh, another struck box where we uh lesson learned lesson learned like so for for us like you always get in gear And then go to the fire Mm -hmm. or the struck box. You don't get there and get your gear on. And it's one of those things where you don't really, does it really matter? Right. And so we, we were like two streets away. Barry had the radio. We were like two streets away. They struck it. So we were just like, we'll just go there. And then the like, the like confusion that occurred with like, I got dressed quicker. Barry was trying to give a report, but then get dressed and then like, I was operating the pump and then like nobody had actually gone in the house. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go in the house and make sure shit's yeah. good. Yeah. And then, so it just like confused yeah. the scene. And, you know, we talked to our deputy afterwards. We're like, Hey, we fucked this up. You know, yeah. like, uh, yeah. it, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and it was one of the things he said, he said, you learn the lesson and it didn't actually yeah. affect the outcome. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. there's I, always going to be lessons. People are yeah. always going to do
4: something <laughs> wrong. It's dynamic. Yeah. But. I've had three lessons like that on the pump alone. Yeah. Yeah. So one quick question. How many snakes do you carry with you? Like to, uh, the LDH, the four-inch LDH. How many snakes are on your truck? Zero, zero. Oh, he's Not you. You're a squad. <laughs> Speak big for yourself. Big squad guy. Uh, so we carry three. <laughs> yeah. So we have four. So we have a hundred feet, right? So I we engine two is coming up, uh, and you know they lay in. We break, um, and I'm pulling out. Uh, either way, we're, we're going to connect, right? And so we're, we're pulling out the LDH, and I don't know what happened. We just kept pulling, right? And it was like all I needed was two snakes, except now I have an extra 50 to 70 feet of four inch laying in the street. And you don't think that that's a lot, but now I'm like looking and they're about to send water up to my engine. And it's like, there's like hose like near cars. There are people watching us just sitting there and I'm thinking this is going to come up. This thing's going to fill with water. It's going to go over, break someone's ankle as it, right. And so I'm yelling at people to get out of the way and it was just because apparently I forgot that I had four snakes available. You know what I mean? So it, it was just happens, one. Of th- man. Yeah, absolutely. But nothing went wrong. There was no big kinks in the line. I had to move the hose you a still little had bit. A still had a water supply. Had a water supply. It all everything yet. happened perfectly. But I yeah. figured out after I was like, yeah, you could you could just a couple snakes could there. Could have been more. Yeah, would have been. Yeah, it, would have been yeah. every, it would have been laying in a straight line. Like the chief would have came. Yeah. Been like, wow.
2: Great job, <laughs> you
5: know. At least you didn't charge the hose in the bed. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, right? well, haven't have done that yet. Have you I've done no, that on training. I have not done that. I've done it, I've it on seen training. I've YouTube video, yeah. so. I'm just a saying lot. it could be yeah. worse. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I, I've done it on training, but as soon as I pulled it, I realized and put it back. But we yeah. still had to unpack the whole thing. get that water in it. Wedge. The problem with it is it wedges. Like when it's yeah. in
2: that bed and it's like, dude, it's fucking tight. That's it. Barry, you're making some faces over there. I've never charged on this
4: bed. I haven't either. Yet yeah uh, but again like man you won't live like, that one down they yeah. still they still make fun of me about it it's all right dude. So well that's it, that's yeah. everything we do yeah exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. but that you'll but that, never live it down yeah, yeah. but anyway. that's the thing like that's where like i think like these talks are important right so we yeah. we can give each other shit but we're not tearing each other down because yeah. right, there's right. not a single person that will be or has been or is currently in the fire service that's not going to make a mistake yeah. at some point and like if you can make that mistake and learn from it on a situation that it had no outcome, great. Mm. Um, if it's a situation that had an outcome, uh, a bad outcome from it, then you know if you can learn and walk away from it and teach somebody else so that yeah. they don't do it next time, then yeah.
4: then that's good too, man. It's a yeah. it's a dynamic job. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, I think Bobby Eckert himself, right, said yeah. he's charging when you make a mistake you're just waiting for the next incident so you can fix yeah. it, right? Yeah, so you exactly. can do you're it only right.
2: You're only as good as your last, uh, your last incident. Didn't he say that he charged the hose bed a he couple did, times? Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. took a picture of it to show yeah. the next yeah, guy. Dude, that's ownership, it, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, and it, that yeah. that's a big, that like, that's a huge yeah. thing. And not just the fire service, but life in general. It's just, right. like, taking ownership of your decisions, your actions, yeah. whatever. Right. And, uh, and uh, again, I think that's kind of how this came about, is, right? yeah. like, taking ownership of saying, like, hey, I yeah. want to, I want to be uh, I want to be a positive influence in yeah. that culture in the fire service. Yeah, and you if know. you
3: want to take ownership, like if you want to positively influence your organization or the people around you, then you need to realize that you take ownership for that responsibility. Like you know, it's like you know, it'd be cliche, like oh, if not me, then who? Right? But like, dude, like if you want to change something, then do it. Yeah. Like, if you want to positively influence your organization, positively influence your culture, what like, you know, whether it's in your firehouse, within your department, or like yeah. the you know, fire service writ large, like you need to realize like you have a responsibility to fucking make a
2: change. And it's oh. also not just that people, you got a dog,
4: you got a responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> got a dog in fight. Uh, It's
2: not just that it, and it's not just that other people can't because there are so many capable people. And like, yeah. I hope that as we go through this, that's what comes out. Like I hope we get yeah. all these capable people, but sometimes it's just that people don't have either the personality or they're afraid to put themselves out there yeah. And so like, if you can be that person, which, which is exactly what Barry did kind of with this whole thing is like, if you can be that person that just finally says like, Hey, like, do you want to do this? I think you'd be surprised yeah. at how many people will, there's will be like, yeah, I would yeah. love to do that. Yeah, and absolutely. then like, I, like, I actually know a good amount about that. Yeah. I can help with this, whatever. Yeah. I just didn't necessarily yeah. like feel comfortable yeah. putting myself out there. And I, that, that might be one of the hardest things to overcome, right? We're, yeah. we're, yeah. we're, yeah. Uh, there's, all afraid of that. So there's an point. inherent
3: risk involved. With being willing to step out of the line and differentiate yourself or being willing to want to raise your hand. Because then you're you're in the public sphere. You're in the, you're a topic of conversation. But you have to be willing to step out of the line and put yourself out there. And then I think you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised with the amount of guys and gals that are into the job that want yep. to be positive, you know, want to be a part of that change, right. want to be a part of the conversation, want to train want to go to lectures, you'd be surprised. There's just a lot of people are just waiting for someone to like all I view this podcast as, or, you know, hosting the Bobby Eckert event. We're just facilitating the opportunity for people to come together and make a change. Knowledge share.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So so many good people. I mean, even
2: like that, that conference or talk, whatever you want to call it. Like there were people there that I was like, Oh, like, yeah. Wow, like I, you know, like sometimes you don't like they're maybe quieter in the station or whatever the case, and you get and you are like, oh, like this is awesome. Now I know, you know, yeah, yeah.
5: There is definitely some guys who have so much knowledge, but they're kind of the type of guy where you have to almost pry it from them. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and uh, they're, you know, so valuable to the fire service, and uh, you know, but uh, sometimes you just gotta (laughs) seek that information out, keep picking their brains. It's like
2: it's like some of the um, like the old military guys, like they saw a lot of shit. And like they're they're not really coming forward to talk about it and share all those yeah. experiences because you know they're not all like yeah. great experiences or whatever. They've yeah. just seen a lot of shit. And yeah. if you can get them talking, sometimes yeah. you're like, I had yeah. no, yeah. I had no idea yeah. you did this, yeah. this, this. We got a guy at my
5: job. You know, he literally tell you, he's like, Give, name a street, I'll tell you. I'll tell you all the cross streets. Right, yeah. that's and fucking awesome. We have yet to stump him. It's been right. two years. That's crazy. So fucking awesome, dude. He's just uh, he just knows it in and yeah. out. You know? Yeah, yeah. To uh, through and through to, through to touch through.
4: back on what you were saying, um, Will, about like you'd be surprised on who's willing to train. So I was working on a different group, and uh, one of my friends uh, who I had trained with him all the time. Whenever I worked overtime, we would do anything. We'd throw ladders. We would go grab extra hose. Um, we'd make ourselves like you know, just like like the hundred foot sections you're pulling off of a minute man load and we'd practice deploying them. You know, we do stuff like that. So I took those drills back and, uh, me and, you know, I don't remember, I think it was, it was just me and a couple guys, a couple of the newer guys. And, uh, so I said, Hey, I did this with a, uh, you know, a guy in the other group, just going to lay this out. We'll do this a couple of times. just want to show you what he showed me. And so, uh, my Lieutenant at the time, and now he's the training captain, he, uh, he came down and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, I'm just showing these guys a few things that, you know, my buddy showed me over here on group one and and he goes, Okay, yeah, tell me what you're doing. And I told him and he was like, this is exactly how we're doing it. And he's like, okay. He goes over to the intercom and he's like, Group four, group four, everybody down here for a training. And I hung up the phone and he's like, now explain that to everybody else, and we're gonna do what you wanna do. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like still new, and I'm like, is this guy Setting me up, to get yeah. <laughs> is yeah. He, does this guy fucking is with he him? setting yeah. me up yeah. so I could be yeah. that guy who steps out of line, so yeah. can be like you nerd, now the most yeah. you know guy I mean? in the group, <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly. And <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm like, uh, guys, so uh, we're gonna do this yeah. training, you know. Yeah, you got some like
2: dude that was on yeah. the department before they banned smoking in yeah. the background, just
5: He's like, like yeah. Fucking, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, so, but, yeah,
5: You're the guy that asked yeah. questions during the lectures. It's like, does anybody have any
4: questions? Yeah, put your fucking hand up, shut your mouth. So, but you know what? It facilitated exactly what's going on right yeah. here that's yeah. good that's culture man that's, that's yeah. huge to yeah. be like a new yeah. guy yeah.
2: have a have a seasoned guy an officer there mm-hmm. and he says what are you doing okay i like what you're doing hey everybody come down and let's yeah. do this like that's right. fucking that's great yeah. yeah to me that's great yeah. culture man yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. great
4: i like that no that was definitely a um like a standout moment i was ha- that was like looking back i didn't realize how huge it was when it happened, but like looking back, yeah, that was, that was big. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause the environment. it facilitates just got, the opportunity. Got everybody talking yeah. for the day, yeah. you know? And so now, uh, what we're going to do is, uh, since I got, this is just something we all just talked about. You know, we've all been talking about doing round table talks, which we do all the time. We're at work. We're always going to yeah. talk about yeah. it, but we don't, we talk about stuff, but we don't always specifically go over like our SOPs and things like that. So now we're going to take, uh, you know, Eckert's book and we're just going to take one page out of it every day and right after roll call and we're just going to, whatever it is. And then we're going to talk about it and we're going to apply our tactics to it and how we're doing it just so, and not so that we can just sit around and talk about fire taxes. But the problem is, is that you have, we talk about this generational gap, right? Where you, you know, there is, it's just a gap. You have these guys who came in and they, they honed in on these skills and then Years have gone by, and we have less fires, and we have less incidents, and we're and we're doing other things. And now they look to us because we're like the EMS pros, right? So they're like, we get on an EMS incident, they they're they're looking at us, yeah, and uh, yeah. So now now we're just, um, we're just getting it to a point now where we can all be on the same page yeah. because sometimes it's assumed that we know what we're doing, and sometimes we assume that. These guys who have been on a long time, oh, maybe they must've seen this a hundred times. And then they're right. looking for a little direction, whether it's on a medical, it doesn't matter what right. it is. So yeah. we're just trying to get ourselves on the same page so that we yeah. have that, yeah. that fluid operation. Absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah.
2: And that, and that, like that's
4: the thing, you don't know what you don't know
2: until you talk about it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So. That's all the show is facilitating conversations. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean like, uh, kind of rounding it back to that, uh, yeah. it back to the video before we, uh, we move on is, is the, uh, kind of the moral and the point is that we have fewer of these high risk incidents and that's good for people, but it's also like bad for being proficient in some of that stuff. And, and the way that we mitigate that is by having, you know, you know, he says a rigorous training program like that'd be, that'd be fantastic if you could do it, you know, again, like, you know, you're on a department, you can't take people out of service to do that necessarily. But, for our purpose, the way that we can facilitate that is by having these conversations again, like finding people who know what the fuck they're talking about, yeah. that have done those yeah. some of those high risk, you know, yeah. low frequency events, yeah. and uh, and 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 find people and just knowledge share, right? To just just get people to just yeah. talk to us. Yeah, because there are it. those yeah.
5: there are those guys and girls out there who are on those jobs that do have the luxury of being either proficient either. Yeah whether yeah. it be from just high call volume and, and yeah. still getting a lot of fires yeah. or luck or luck or luck. Yeah. Or luck. Yeah. 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 Or just, you know, the sheer fact that they, you know, they train excessively, you know, right. so yeah. uh, those people are, you know, have great knowledge. And that's kind of yeah. what we want to see. Yeah. About, so. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else on that? Or you want to,
2: uh, no, I think, yeah, let's dive into it. Yeah, uh, I think that was right. a good. So yeah. speaking of training and, uh, knowledge sharing and, uh, um, you know, talking about different uh, tactics we might have based on our departments. Uh, I think uh, we're going to throw a size-up scenario at you guys. Um, So, Nick, if you want to share that. All right. So we... Oh, Lord Jesus, it's fire. Lord, Lord Jesus. Um, So we put this on... We put this on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. So if you haven't gone there and you're listening to this and you're not watching it and you want to see what we're looking at here, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, Barry, you want to describe what we're looking at? Yeah. So looks like uh, potentially
3: two-story, but I, I'd probably say that's a single-story wood frame structure. Depending on that, it looks like there probably is a walkout in the back. I would bet there's like a basement walkout potentially. Uh, yeah, heavy bulk of the fire, obviously confined to the garage. It uh, looks like maybe a single car garage with a, a side space, um, immaculate grass. I just want to bring that up.
2: Yeah. It's a real, real tragedy. <coughs> yeah, is that being, being a homeowner, some ladder is going to beach that lawn? Yeah.
3: Being a homeowner, um, my first and foremost priority is to preserve
2: property conservation.
3: As Matt said earlier, um, preserve that grass. Cause that's phenomenal. Um, yeah. So it looks like two and a half or uh, one and a half story wood frame structure. Um, you know, obviously heavy fire isolated to the garage, uh, potentially tenable space to the left-hand side. Um, so do you want to dive into like what everyone's initial call off is or how do you want, how do you want to dice this up?
2: Yeah. So I, like for me, I'd say that's probably like a one and a half story. Um, uh, obviously you got fire bulk in the garage. It's probably getting up in the eaves. You're going to definitely risk, uh, having it on that top floor. I just see that window above what's probably like a living room or something there to me, like no standing on the windows, no smoke pushing uh may or may not have made it into the actual house at this point hard to tell definitely an exposure issue yeah um yeah so uh, i i mean i for me so coming off um i would just i would call that in as obviously i'd say a one and a half story uh wood frame building heavy fire in the garage definitely call it a working fire and then i think my uh just given like a initial priority would probably be getting a two and a half off a off the truck in uh getting the bulk of that fire in the garage and then wetting down that exposure you can see it's burning between there yeah and uh i think a two and a half on this one just the bulk of fire obviously is a lot um it's gonna be uh it's a lot of fire and then we don't know if there's a a car in there or something that might be burning metal where we need to really have a high volume and then obviously hitting that exposure and then i think after that the next line and uh, needs to go into the habitable space and make sure that door is closed and if it's not start putting out the fire and then Right, probably be concerned about that top floor for sure. Getting yeah. to, getting up in there.
3: So you want to do like a round table of like, you know, your priorities
2: as a squad, my priorities as an engine company, yeah. At Cambridge, well, and then why why don't you go ahead and? Uh, and I got a couple around. people that actually responded to this on. Yeah. So uh, I don't mean to be on my phone, but I I'm, no. pull, I'm pulling no. it up. Um. So from different departments that kind of gave their take yeah. on it too. So yeah. Um. We can do that as well. So if you want to yeah. start, I'm actually gonna step away and get this.
3: Yeah. So you know, obviously we have the luxury. You know, I'm on an engine company, so I'll approach it from the engine company perspective. Uh, But we have the luxury. We're going to have multiple engine companies coming to this call in relatively quick succession. Uh, Obviously, you have heavy fire emanating from the garage. So my, you know, depending on whether you get reports of occupants trapped, um, you know, the priorities will differentiate. Uh, But you have bulk of the fire isolated to the garage, and you also have an exposure in pretty close proximity. So I would say, you know, I I had someone that I I, I trust and admire very much say for, for most residential interior structure fires, Uh, inch and three quarter is going to be your bread and butter because it's so maneuverable. You can get around, right? So I'd say, you know, obviously we have the luxury, I'd say two and a half, uh, two and a half, uh, on the garage, you can knock down to the bulk of the fire and obviously you have an inch and three quarter through that front door, uh, through the front door, especially if you ever report to occupants trap, you want to put a hand line between potential occupants and the progression of the fire. Um, Obviously, you know, ladder companies are going to be doing their thing. You know, squad's probably going to be showing up doing search, right? But I, you know, realistically, and if you have the opportunity to do so, I'd like to have multiple lines being stretched at the same time. So we have an inch and three quarter through the front door looking for extension, potentially putting that hand line between the progression of the fire and potential trapped occupants, as well as that two and a half knocking down the bulk of the fire in the garage. And that'll probably happen pretty quickly. Um, but that's, that's my primary concern. Obviously, ladder companies will be working on ventilation in coordination with the engine companies. Uh, if the rescue's shown up, they're going to be doing search. They're also probably going to be helping with ventilation, um, securing utilities, uh, the works. But um, And obviously, as I said, my priority um, is that grass because knowing how much work has been has gone into that grass, uh, whether there's an irrigation system on site that I can turn on or whether you need to get an additional hand line on a fog pattern. Um, yeah. That guy's that, out there the, with yeah, there the house, that The house that at lawn this point is, is a loss. Grass. The grass is not a loss, and I know how much work has gone into that. Um, Matt, you talked about earlier, like let's keep those couplings off the grass. I don't want any divots. Yep. yep. Um, the do what house, we can. The
5: house hit. is a loss, but that yeah. lawn, that lawn can be saved.
3: That lawn can be. I don't want you know, I don't know what month this is, but you know, like it's not scorched, right? So we have an opportunity to save that lawn for the rest of the season. Like, let's help that man preserve his dignity. He's lost his house. He has not lost his grass.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, he can still mow that lawn even when the house is completely <laughs> right to the ground. Yeah. I still care for it. Yeah. Um, the
3: flags, the American flag, still standing. Yep,
4: God damn save, it!
5: Yep, save that. Oh yeah,
4: yeah. Um, yeah. Matt, you want you want to take it? You yeah. Want to-
5: so you know, obviously, I'm going to pull off uh, in my ambulance. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look at this, and uh, you know, my first thing I'm looking at is we have a small staircase here, so I'm going to grab my stair chair. Uh, can't bring the stretcher <laughs> into this one, and uh, you know, pretty much you know, see, hey, you know, what's going on today? <laughs> What, you know, what brings us here? <laughs> uh, so, no, obviously, you know, uh, we had a, a couple of these uh, exact scenarios play out uh, recently. Actually, it was just, uh, just funny how they, you know, we had like yeah. three of them kind of back to back. And I will say, you know, not being on any of them myself, but just kind of learning from the guys that did, did show up and in, uh, in, in some of their strategies. You know like you were saying the uh the first new company pulling off a big line yeah uh you know one of the guys I work with always you know can't stress enough, you know big fire big water and uh so they had great success on on this exact type of setup um you know more it was a split yeah. uh you know split level house with a with a garage on the on the first floor yeah you know yeah. underneath like your typical uh you know like a living room setup or something yeah. but um you know and they were able to stop it to that to the garage space and uh yeah. So, I think it's just making that decision right away to, yeah. to kind of attack. And obviously, the, uh, but you know, is there a car there? You know, if there is, obviously someone must be home, right? Or yeah. So, right. you yeah. know, priority do a search, right? Get in there and, and see if there's anybody. Yeah. But, um,
2: yeah, I was trying to tell and it. Look, I mean, it looks like the bottom of that garage door is kind of burned away. But, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Tough, and it's the, kind and of then,
5: tough to tell if that's a garage door. It's kind of hard I to I can't see tell either.
2: if
3: there's a pillar there and there's almost like a, a small subsection on the
2: corner. Yeah, it, yeah. it looks like a, yeah. it looks like. Not quite a two car garage, but yeah, um, that I mean, was, it yeah. also could be yeah. deception just at yeah. the angle, yeah, right. but it, it definitely looks like at uh, least
5: they took their trash out, you know, so right? Yeah.
4: yeah, I mean, so maybe that that's nice. what started it, yeah, or or yeah. they just didn't bring it in after like a week, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. just yeah. that's out. yeah, he uh, didn't
5: bring it in, yeah. so she's yeah. like, Fuck you know what, and she a, lit the place <laughs> with a lawn with a lawn yeah. like that, yeah,
4: he probably brought his trash, yeah, so Matt, was... was it's the uh,
5: when he's a
3: captain saying like, don't be a bitch, grab the two and a half,
5: yeah, yeah, so I was at a a similar, not it wasn't a garage, but it was a split level home. And uh, they had a living room set up, you know, in there and a couple sofas. And they had one of those um, what the fuck are those? You uh, ride on them, the two wheeled uh, things, that hoverboards oh, the hoverboard. oh, uh, yeah, hoverboards, yeah, yeah. and it caught fire. Uh, lithium ion. Yeah, I'm yeah looking batteries. About those my my lithium like ion batteries. And, and uh, so the family wasn't home and uh, caught fire. And the guys, the first do company, uh, pulled off a two and a half. I did a little transitional attack from the outside that the the ground level windows uh, and uh, got pretty much all of it out. And then, uh, you know, from there I, I pulled up a second on scene, you know, I was on the ambulance and uh, basically, Hey, make, you know, force entry, let's go in and we'll, we'll hit it from the rest. So um, I was able, you know, fortunate enough to get some, some, you know, forceful entry work in and, uh, Mm. and then, you know, Gearing up and everything, uh, the guys knew because I was actually this was I was six days out of the academy, so I was fortunate enough at the time. The Ooh. guys, you know, actually
2: I actually remember uh, I think Barry texted me and was like, "This motherfucker got a job," and he just got <laughs> out of the
5: fucking. <laughs> yeah. I, I was fortunate enough with the guys I, I work with are great, and they, they they knew that, and they were trying to let me get some work in. And uh, but anyway, so um, the at the doorway, somebody made the suggestion, "Hey, let's grab an inch and three quarter. We'll bring it in." And the captain, very old school guy. Was like you have a you have a two and a half right here. Fucking bring that in right now. And somebody's like he's like ah oh. he's like he's like we'll fucking we'll grab an inch and three quarter. We'll just pull it in there. He goes he goes get that fucking two and a half in there right now. He goes there's like five of you sitting here. He goes what the fuck are we talking about? Right. And uh, and basically all right all right like, <laughs> you know so uh, and and that's exactly what we did. So and Matt picked know, the whole thing up himself and, <laughs> and just <laughs> tried shit like, like, with he's it.
2: He's like all right sweet I don't have to go to the gym today
5: yeah yeah right so yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah so yeah. it was just kind of funny you know. Yeah. Uh, varying opinions and whatever yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but uh,
2: and, and that's the thing it's like uh, there are things that are definites and there are things that are opinions mm-hmm. like I, yeah. I like I heard you say about taking an inch and three quarter yeah. and and like to my point with the two and a half if depending on the scenario and how it was rolling up like yeah. the ultimate goal is to obviously get this fire out and yeah. then get anybody and protect inside mm-hmm. so yeah. if, if if my role was going to be hit that fire and then advance into the house I would pull probably an inch and three quarter but yeah. if you had the personnel there, I would just put a two and a half because not the odds are, but I say that there's at least a a reasonable scenario, a reasonable likelihood that that door is closed and it held it. And if you can wash down those eaves and like before it gets up into there and, uh, and get that fire out in the garage, then you might not have a problem. That was,
4: I was going to say that, that looking at that house and I, I know people who own similar homes, um, whether they're like the prefab homes or whatever they are, uh, there's a doorway and then, an entry like a closet like a mudroom and then kind of another thing, right? door yeah. yeah so you actually have like in a situation like this i think you get there and you knock the bulk of that fire down and you're done i yeah. don't you know Hopefully. i don't think there's going to be a lot of ex- now the problem is now if it's just a regular house that got built on site and wasn't modular right that's great now you get these pre homes where some of them are designed to go a second story if you want to add yeah. on later things like right. that now you have that you, yeah. have you have that space. Yeah, that modular. Yeah, you have that yeah. space in between the floors, yeah. and now you might have to account That's for that. Right. And you you might have to pull some ceilings and I, do some things like that.
2: I definitely think that no matter what, you're taking a line into the occupied space. No, no, yeah, no, no matter, matter yeah. what, whether yeah. or not you, no think question. That. But
4: you're definitely going through the front door. Yeah, you're right. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
2: I would probably be going through a front door and taking a yeah. turn towards that garage, yeah. Yeah. or going right up the stairs. Yeah. I think the most likely spread of this fire is going to be into the into the attic, and Looking at this house, you're probably going to be dealing with like potentially knee walls and shit in there yeah. too. So yeah. like it could definitely become like yeah. a pretty significant fire if oh, yeah. it got yeah. into those eaves, yeah. into that cockloft and attic space yeah. and behind knee walls, yeah. which I mean, it, it yeah. looks like it's definitely cooked a good amount of the front of that house. So yeah. it's definitely a possibility. So I, th- a possibility. I think
3: there's a, there's a few factors. And one of the points that I brought up was, you know, a mutual mentor, I think a mentor to almost everyone at this table. Uh, had said it's you know it's always a compromise between speed and maneuverability, and GPM. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So if I think anytime, and I, I think there's this kind of speaks to that generational change. This looks like relatively midday, right? So right. I think 20 years ago, most people would say, "Hey, midday, there's it's you know, probably a fair chance that probably no one's home, maybe." But now, like the COVID environment, like a lot home. of people work remote, so there's a high yeah. chance you know the the time of day doesn't really matter anymore. So you have to almost. Operate on the assumption that it is an occupied structure until right. proven otherwise, right. but at a minimum, a two and a half for exterior operations and an inch and three quarter through that front door.
2: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. and that that's exactly what I would yeah. think too. And if you yeah. like, if you're um, if you're you know in a smaller. Place or you know that you're also going to be making that entry, then maybe you do pull yeah. just the inch and three quarter and hit yeah. as much of that as you can, and then try and come from the yeah. other side and put you know push a but yeah. Yeah. I, I'm also uh, that person. I've had uh, conversations with as well, and I'm a I'm a big uh, inch and three quarter re-
4: inside yeah. residential you're gonna, structures to just fight room
2: to room. So I mean, much how you easier fight that fire room room. Yeah, big yeah. open yeah. spaces another thing, but residential yeah. structures. I don't yeah. think
4: you're going to find much argument
2: there. Yeah, yeah. I mean that there are people that are no, just it, they are healthy, yeah. they are two and a half yeah. because. Yeah. You know the the thing with the houses now is everything's plastic, so it gets real hot, gets real smoky, real yeah. fast, and people like that GPM. But yeah. you know, and and even in our job, like at least you have the manpower to move it, and some jobs yeah, like you fortunate. really don't. Yeah, you know, so not, I think not that you can't get it done, but I think that's yeah. a good caveat.
3: You want me to read? Yeah, <laughs> because right, so. I think that represents the choice. Like we're all we're all lucky that for the most part, you know, we all have greater than ten man minimum career fire departments. You don't really have to make the choice. I mean you're gonna make the choice on scene, am I pulling instant three quarter, or two and a half? But you know one way or the other, if you make the decision to pull the instant three quarter, someone else is coming behind you to pull that two and a half. Right. 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 But or vice versa. You, yeah, or vice versa. But you look at these smaller jobs, like where they have enough staffing to essentially supply that initial engine <clears throat> company and then the next engine company coming in is mutual aid. They got to make a choice. Like, am I pulling that two and a half an inch and in three quarter, and that has significant implications
2: of how this fire is going to go. Yeah. So I think that so, I think that's a good caveat. So I read I read uh, a couple of these comments off our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, so this this first one is uh, a guy named Brian, and he is actually the chief of his department. A pretty small department. barrier, you're more familiar. I don't it's want all to. My, don't, all my matter, Yeah, I don't want to give yeah. like uh, department names and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, what's do you know the uh, staffing daily staffing there?
4: <sighs> I think they're going for like. Three man minimum, right? Is that right? so they're
2: just they're they're only two right now, though, right? So I don't I you
3: know I can't really speak super intelligently to it, but I think oh, during okay. the day they have um, the ambulance is staffed plus the chief plus one additional guy okay. on days Monday through Friday. So essentially, you're looking at four guys okay. max.
2: max. And, and actually, now I'm reading that it's uh, that's pretty clear. So he says okay. uh, car one's responding with one engine. That has two, maybe three personnel. So that kind of leads to that, depending on the day and whatever. Um, For any reported fire, um, they dispatch a first alarm bringing uh, any available personnel in and an aerial from a mutual aid department. So I'm guessing if somebody calls and says, hey, there's fucking flame shooting on my house. Yeah, so that's automatic mutual aid, yeah. Um, uh, He said, in this case, car one's on scene, single story, type five, uh, approximately 50 by 40 with an exposure. Um, Said he'd bang a second alarm automatically. Uh, Engine two if in the hydrant district so this is a, a town that also doesn't have hydrants so yeah so again like kind of representing that yeah. that world that i'm not even yeah. i yeah. mean i've drafted a, a brush yeah. truck but yeah, yeah. yeah. so Ooh, I, i've had
3: I, I have had the opportunity to draft um and that's where i i credit that call experience but you know we all we all work in metro boston so <laughs> say something like
4: drafting like dude the fucking world's ending for draft are drafting yeah. yeah we actually we actually have a small end of our town that yeah. It's not in the hydrant district. Yeah. So, but we also have, um, a call, call going to a tanker if we have a, uh, yeah. call at that. I mean, yeah. A yeah. fire down in right. the town. Um, so
2: he says, uh, if they're in the hydrant district, they're going to lay in, start knocking down with a two and a half next arriving apparatus is five to 15 minutes out from the first apparatus. That is a long time, a long time, time for, a for a fire. That's a long out. time to be running it's with two be, guys. Yeah. Um, Leave a first leaves a person to make the hydrant. So these guys, are, so so he's not only potentially not having a hydrant if he has when he's laying the line in, but he doesn't have the personnel to actually make it. So yeah. you're five minutes before you're even getting yeah. water.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: Like um, you're, you're looking, which at means me. you have to like be smart too, right? You can't just crack a two and a half on tank water and leave it running for two no. minutes. You're gonna, no. Be, no. you're gonna be out of water. Yeah, no, you have, you have to know? make
3: the decision if you're running two guys on an engine company plus you have a car responding. You have to make a decision. Are we going to run on tank water and try and knock down the bulk of the fire, or are we going to have one of those guys get off the engine, make the hydrant, while this guy gets essentially gets the lines ready, and then once they're,
2: I mean, right, like you have, you're making really tough choices. You're, you're making tough choices, and neither one is wrong,
4: yeah. and both are hard decisions. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. or are you putting life safety right up front, yeah, and are you getting there, not worrying about the hydrant in a sense? Or if the chief's out in front of you, or uh, somehow I don't know, are you getting there and are you making sure you're doing a quick primary, yeah, with right. with all hands Which, on deck, and then extinguishing what you can because if no one's gonna die and it, it turns into a surrounding drown, in right. my opinion, yeah,
2: the exposure yeah. is the important thing the, in that scenario. If, if it, the, right? everybody's out of the house and whatever, then you put down, as, put out as much as you can. You protect the exposure yeah. so it doesn't get any yeah. worse,
4: yeah. basically, yeah. but. It's just um, whatever the best practice is really yeah. is how
2: it, it yeah. shakes out. Um, so he says uh, make entry, attack, fire search. Um, he said it'd probably go to a third alarm, which would bring a total of five towns and 30 to 45, 30 to 45 fighters arriving at different times over 30 to 45 minutes. Um, he's a big proponent, call them early and often. You can always turn them back. Um, if out of the hydrant district, water supply is a whole other challenge, activate the fourth alarm tankers only depending on how yeah. far away the supply yeah. is. You're so. talking tanker shuttles. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't think people think about it, especially in Metro
3: Boston. Like you need to get that tanker shuttle early and often. And like, I know that obviously it's one of my closest friends, highly intelligent, good, great fire officer. And like, he's one of, one of his big things was like, call him early. You can always cancel them. You don't need them. Yeah. If especially in, especially 15, in there. 20 minutes. You like, yeah, he just said
2: so. The last part of this is, is we have areas consisting of a, over a five mile loop to fill and dump a tanker. Wow. Yeah. That's a long fucking way yeah, to, is, to haul water. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, and I don't even think people that live there sometimes realize, like, oh, they're just like, yeah, we have a fire department. And be like, yeah, listen, your yeah. fire department's going to gonna be a little bit more challenged than one that yeah. has a hydrant every 500 yeah. feet. You know what yeah. I mean? Not that they're not going to get it yeah. done. And I think that back to your point, that, that like, People take these small-town jobs for granted, and sometimes yeah. these are really, really yeah. knowledgeable Not people. Not only are you bringing the pump, work. you got to bring your own goddamn water. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so exactly. uh, read one more of these, and uh, this is a, a lieutenant from uh, a department dean, and uh, he says uh, his initial assignment full shift is uh, captain, who's the officer in charge, uh, engine with a lieutenant, a firefighter, and then another engine with two firefighters, and a ladder with two firefighters for a total of seven. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that's if they're running full, and they will run down to so take one of those engine or ladder away Um, and they run their ladder as a quint so um, assuming a fairly decent report and visible column of smoke he's going to drop his four inch at the hydrant lay in Um, so as a lieutenant he's uh he's a lieutenant on an engine so he's gonna say i'm on scene one story wood frame attached garage while involved exposure problem delta side um going to be offensive strike the second alarm i know that this department uh, specifically doesn't have a working fire assignment so they go straight to a second alarm that recalls their department and gets mutual aid yeah. um said uh use police to see if they can safely make sure residents are out of the exposure building um and report conditions so that's where you got to work as a team in some of these smaller places um make sure the door is closed between the garage and residence, stretch it two and a half between the two structures, knock down the bulk of the fire, cool the exposure, um, and then inch and three quarter to the front door and have it ready to go in. Um, Obviously ladder one, open the roof if they can. Um, The next engine is going to make the connection to the hydrant. And then the first available crew will take that inch and three quarter through the front door, search for victims fire. Um, And that's one of the things I I think I, I don't know where I saw it recently. It was talking about like, you might be the officer on a handline, and and obviously you have people that their job's going to be to come in and search, but you might have to break off from your crew for a minute if you're in a situation yeah. like this and do that search while they're flowing water yeah, and keeping you the safe. Line, you know? yeah. um, next crew in would do the full primary. Um, first available mutual aid makes entry into the exposure building. That's important, so I don't think either any of us said that, but judging by there, you're going to want to go in and definitely make sure that there's no fire in that those walls uh um, yeah. and then after that you're going to bring hooks in start opening up you know ceilings and and spaces uh i'm guessing in that second floor for sure said uh for them to go to a third alarm to be able to cover everything on both structures um and assuming uh that's assuming more than just a siding of the exposure building got melted yeah. and then with the car in the garage report someone inside change initial tack is to do a quick search sooner um yeah. and uh spread out and look like a lot until help shows up <laughs> yeah right. so uh it's a it, lot of work to get done it is so he yeah. so he actually wrote me too and he's like hey i i've, I've read a lot of these because th- we've put a few things up yeah. now right he's like i've read a lot of them i haven't responded and he said one of the things is like i feel like i talk too much or i say too much and yeah. i was like and, and i said to him i said hey i don't think so but b you have to have a lot more considerations as a um, small department where you're not only dealing with different crews you're dealing with different departments that have right. different tactics, different arrival times. Like uh, Brian said, you know, five to ten minutes for your next mutual aid engine. So you have to, you kind of have to lay that stuff out. Where, um, where like another department that might be a little bit bigger will have SOGs that kind of outline that first two engine, third second two engine, third two engine, first truck. And so, so the officers can really focus on like, like dealing with the structure, making sure people whatever whatever it is, they don't have to necessarily also think about at least initially mutual aid companies coming in and who's going to go where and what's going to do what, not that they don't. I just think it's like a little bit different when it's not all your own guys that are showing up on that initial assignment, you know,
4: or even second or third alarm. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly I will say in being in a, like a smaller town, you actually get, and then, you know, obviously I've caught a few fires on overtime, right? But yeah, you guys catch some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. We, we, we get a lot of good work and, we get to go outside. I mean, we get to go to Brockton for some Eastern, fires, yeah. which is awesome, you know, and then Canton. They, Brockton and, uh, calls you to the scene? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, regularly we go there. A lot of times we just we make it there for – you know, Brockton has so many guys on that, you know, and they they strike – you know, if they if it's a working fire for them, you know, they can typically handle it with that. But they oftentimes they'll go to second or third alarm, and yeah. we're, we're going to the scene. I actually never got to go to the scene in Brockton, but I've covered with them a few times. But I've got to go to the scene in Canton and Easton. Uh, And in Sharon. So uh, we do. We catch a fair amount of work. My point of all that is that you end up getting to know the guys um, that work your day, whether you're seeing them at the hospital in the ambulance or whether you're seeing them on scene. Um, You know what I mean? So there's a if you guys can believe it, there's um, another Morrissey. In the next town over again, yeah. yeah. Boston, there's yeah. more than one. So yeah. Next you know, thing you're gonna tell me is more than one Mahoney. Actually, the, <laughs> my picture on uh, IntoTheJob.com, dot com where yeah. I took that selfie. That's actually when I went to. Uh, actually, I'm sorry if I said can I meant Sharon. It's uh, sorry. Uh, it's jobtalks.com. Jobtalks. Is it jobtalks. Yeah, you're on the website. Dang. Anyway, <laughs> it's a sister adventure. Okay. So when <laughs> when I uh, then when I took that selfie, that was in front of his locker, and I meant to like. Send it off to him, and he actually came in that night. And I was going to show him the picture. We were talking, I just forgot. But uh, yeah, I end up. You just end up bumping in the same people all the time. So you end up getting, yeah. you yeah. get a good. My point is, you, you get, get, get a good work report. in relationship yeah. with them. And you, you and know? you because the way our yeah. schedules work, you tend to work with the
2: same people. Yeah. In every yeah. shift. So exactly. Like, and mutual aid, man. Mutual aid is huge. Yeah. If you, if you get a good mutual aid card, that's yeah. Uh, you're not only like going to fires in your town or city, yeah. you're going to fires in the next town, or yeah. like for me, we have four or five six towns that were mutual aid on the second alarm or sooner. So that's that's great. And like, yeah, get in quick and get some work. It's good.
3: I think that's something that's important, especially for, you know, the guys are going mutual aid a lot. Like not only you have to know what's going on for, uh, resources and apparatus in your community, like you got to know, like for, you know, for you or for you, like you really got to know like what the mutual aid towns around you are probably going to be doing on that initial working fire. And they're probably going to call you guys on automatic mutual aid. Yeah. And like, on the way to that call, like, okay, like, you know, Winchester free. This is probably what Winchester is going to be doing. This is where we're going to be heading in. Like, right, you right. guys have to have a reasonable understanding of what these mutual aid communities have for resources and then what their expectation of you guys is. Where, like, for me, like, I mean, I don't do a lot of mutual aid, but, like, I don't even, honestly, like, mutual aid is not really a consideration for
2: me. Right. You know,
3: it's not something I think about.
5: Right.
2: Mm. Yeah, a big one. Well, I mean, you guys are mutual aid to one of the towns. Yeah, to with us, but, but it's not something that, like, frequent. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the other thing is, like, getting to know the radio, being able to, like switch radio. Yeah, and you got to yeah. Like, yeah. I felt, before I went to my initial assignment, like, I felt like I didn't really know the radio that well. Yeah. And now I feel pretty confident in it. Yeah. But, it comes I mean, to that's, discipline, but that's, I mean, that's in <laughs> the city, too. Like, we have a lot of, uh, thanks, buddy. I tried um, to do that the first shift with him, but apparently I didn't. No, we were too busy scrubbing
3: fucking grime <laughs> off exactly. the walls at 8 o'clock at night. The next, the next topic was radios, but you gave up, so. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I, yeah. the it's thing like is, I just wanted somebody, like, better to teach me (laughs) yeah (laughs) not like not necessarily better with the info just like as a human yeah (laughs) (laughs) well in both regards
4: yeah in all
2: regards in all regards but i mean that happens in our city too so we we have a lot of line boxes and like you have to know or the officer has to know too when you're coming in that you're not just getting your crews but you're gonna have a crew from a town a city next door that's coming straight to the scene an automatic alarm, and that definitely I, i think it complicates things and none of us are company officers although I don't know how you guys work for us. Um, when the lieutenant uh, or captain, depending on what group you're on, is out, the senior person gets the radio. We don't hire back officers until there's a certain amount out for yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I've had like a fair opportunity to have the radio. Nothing ever at an actual like. Yeah, we're on the same lines. We have a senior guy who. Yeah,
4: you have to. It's it's out of grade time for us, and the only yeah, person yeah. Yeah, eligible acting out of grade. Yeah, the only person eligible for um out of grade time is our senior guy. And our senior guy gets shifted, so we don't. <clears throat> if so, let's just say group four. Let's say everybody's out sick, and it's all guys that I have seniority over working with us. So I'm like the senior guy for the day. That doesn't make me eligible for out of grade time. You have to be. There's four senior guys on the department. Oh no shit. One per group. Wow. That's our senior guy, and wow. they're and they're eligible for out of grade time. It may be, it so, may be two senior guys on each group across the department at large so they can go and so they company. and they shift them to other companies yeah. because wow. they you know are other groups so like if somebody retires or yeah. gets hurt, gets hurt we yeah. actually just recently um we just recently had our senior guy move to another group and so yeah. now now we have another senior guy yeah so, so even if that even
2: if that person was also out would you still be like yeah. acting as the officer and just no. not getting out of grade, or, no, are you're, or back? you're hiring back now?
4: Wow. At that point, I'm pretty it's sure it's very different. Yeah, you, yeah, it's very different, and you have to go. There's like, there's like, um, you have to obviously have like your company officer class, and you have to have a few other things uh, checked off the bucket list, and then on top of that, it's kind of like a department approval thing. Yeah, so okay. it's like, yeah, you, you're you're good you're to the, go. You yeah, you're going to be the guy, yeah. and that's it. It's not, it's not bad. I mean, yeah. there
2: obviously there are pros and cons to to doing it always. I think our way lends people to getting experience in that position a yeah, little bit more Sure. yeah no, so that's um, what i was gonna say. doesn't necessarily to. always put the most senior person there no, but
4: there's pros and cons
2: but when you're working with another senior person you yeah. have that person as your back you know being yeah, yeah. the officer you're not yeah. always going to be the most senior yeah. person anyway no, right I've, you know, so
4: i and that's 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 a really good point because we have guys who have been on the job and they're our senior guys that have been on 25 years and yeah. we have you know lieutenants who have now been on for like 10 years so right. they're certainly not even close to a senior right guy yeah but that's just no. how we work it Yeah,
3: no, and I think I think there's pros and cons to both systems, like you were saying. Yeah. So our system is different. Like if you're, you know, the senior guy in that company, like that day, yeah, that day,
2: you're gonna get the radio. But it's Um, but it goes to like, so it goes to like your company on your group, right? So like so for so buried engine one, so engine one, group three. If he's a senior guy, that day he gets a radio. If he's not eligible, then it goes to somebody that's in that station for that group. Then it goes to somebody. Anywhere on the department oh, wow. that's on that group, yeah. and then it goes to like swaps and overtime. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Which I mean, is good because it it's the person that's familiar yeah. with that, com- most familiar with yeah. that company that and, and that yeah. group yeah. that gets it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So again, you could get like a pretty junior person because you yeah. only need two years on to get the radio. Yeah. Um, although you don't really get it that much at two yeah. years generally, yeah. but you can still get a young person. But they're yeah. the most familiar with working with the rest of the people on that shift yeah. and being in that company, which I think yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. I think
3: that that was one of the pivotal moments of, like, I mean, I haven't been on the job that long. I've been on for almost five years. Um, not, in, like, on a professional career department, I guess. Um, but I still remember the day, you know, when I was on Prior to Engine, when I was on Engine 3, and I got a captain, or I got a text from my captain saying essentially, like, hey, like, you're essentially the new, <laughs> the new senior man.
4: I also I remember getting the text message when... Barry got that call. <laughs> yeah, because I, like, text my friends. I was like, oh, my God. I have no, I have no
3: fucking What do I do with my hands, dude? I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Um,
2: we, we had a good lieutenant, though. We had an time, excellent and lieutenant. He, and, and I haven't seen this from a lot of people, yeah. but he actually, like, when, when we were both coming up yeah. on our two-year mark, had us ride the seat and he rode the back. Mm. He rode yeah. in the back and in the like, back seat. he's like, you guys are on the radio. He's like, obviously if like, it's a fucking, you're showing up fire show and like, I'm going to take over. But, yeah. but like, he was like, you're riding the seat, you're calling yeah. on the radio, you're, yeah. do, you know, whatever. And, right. and he's a and good, good fucking and, officer. Yeah. And I think yeah. that was, I think that was really great. So yeah. so kudos to him. But, yeah. Uh, um, but I think that that,
3: like that opportunity, like I, I, and you can't speak for everyone. Like I do well, like, as far as like being forced to be put in uncomfortable position that facilitates yeah, me growth. Me too. However, I also had, you know, the good graces of one, I had an excellent company officer and I also had you. So I knew that like, you know, Will and I were on uh-huh. the same crew to get. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I had, I had, I had a good crew where like, I knew that like if shit went really South, like I at least had Will to like balance me out. Like, so, and we had plenty of calls, like just cause you're, you know, acting well, officer or like, was
4: it like you had will to make you look good yeah, essentially know. essentially <laughs> that's, that's i didn't know well, like, You didn't want to say that i didn't directly, know which way but, but, but you going.
3: have right. like you have good people around you to make sure you don't fuck up right or like you know and i view it very much as a team effort like you're only as strong as your weakest link and i know that's cliche but it's true right but like we had calls that were like shitty or like for for example like that incident where you know we were like two blocks away, like I was so hyper focused on not sounding like a fucking idiot on the radio to like these ninety incoming companies, <laughs> I forgot all the other shit. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah. But Will picked up my fucking slack.
2: I um, mean, I left the pump and went in the house. So there yeah, there's nobody to pump. Know, but I mean, it wasn't you know the best. It wasn't the best call. <laughs>
3: but, somebody picked you know, up my slack. Yeah. And, you know, like yeah. Asking. But and we also had a guy that was a de- he was he was also an overtime guy. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, and and that's how you learn. But yeah. I think you know. I think that that system, you know, as far as like the senior management, like it forces sometimes people. Like I think you'll you'll have a good amount of people, especially young guys that are hungry. It forces them to step up. Yeah, um, I think it's a good upper team, but there's pros and cons of both systems.
5: But
2: yeah. I digress.
5: <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Thank uh, God. Uh,
2: I think yeah. we're uh, I think we're good with that one, Nick. Yeah, it's back on the video. What's it's, that? It's back on the video. This is just for you guys. So you oh, okay. Watch. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, that was a uh, I got to say, like, I, you know, I was kind of worried about, like, how organic the conversation would flow. And I, I felt like that was pretty. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Because
2: I, I generally hate talking to you guys. Yeah. 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 Are we done? <laughs> we still got to do the outro. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, guys, we're going to do the outro. Oh, boy. It's a good thing Nick can edit this. But, but, <laughs> but the most important part
4: yeah. of the episode is yeah. the question of the day. Oh, is it an audible, though? Because yeah. we had a pretty good one this morning. It, no, Listen, no. we had a good one this morning, I but this is planned, I right? need organic, All right. All right. unscripted, candid feedback. Oh, All so, right. Oh, okay, you, okay. Have so you
2: have question? a question? Yeah. So or do like, you want me to pitch a question? No, no, no. no, cause no, no, cause I no. So each, does this
5: like, look infected?
3: You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So like each episode, like use usable. Yeah. You're going to come up with a question, just not today. So like when you host the episode, right, it's a topic that you want. You know, 90 percent of it is fire service related. And then it's one topic that's completely fucking off the walls. Like, you have to make a compelling argument for why you're right. Like, this fucking guy with chocolate chips, he's like, oh, I don't think
2: chocolate chips belong in pancakes. And then we pan. all have to defend Not them. only do they not belong in pancakes, they no, don't belong I think in you're anything. Wrong. I think you're wrong, but that's fine. Whatever. All right, so that's not the question of the day, people. All right, question of the day. Question yep. of the day. Let's hear it. Bacon, soft or crunchy? I, I, like I think it. there's a good middle ground. Eat, eat, eat. No, you know, I, like it, I like it. I like it. I like it chewy. I'm oh, chewy.
3: Big
5: chewy guy. Chewy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that one. There's a fine line. I agree. Are you a crunchy him. bacon guy? Not like no, overcooked crunchy. This, uh, this isn't a dehydrator. Actually, this prop this, this properly cooked bacon. yeah, properly yeah, cooked it's is soft. No. No crunchy No crunchy
2: involved. No, 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 no crunchy at all. Chewy. None. Are you like, fucking no. serious? Bro, like the worst thing in the world is you get a Soggy jerky. bacon? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Soft bacon. Yeah. Soft bacon. So you get a BLT, right? So and you're fucking I can't talk to You got team. you got you got the fucking lettuce, some beautiful tomatoes, some mayo, right? The only place the lettuce belongs, other you than a salad. You told me earlier. Other than a salad. Yeah. Can other I do a, a quick
3: salad. caveat for two seconds? I, bear, you can do yeah. whatever you want. I was once at Subway with my brother. Please stop. Oh, sorry. This is important. <laughs> uh and my brother ordered a BLT. And the guy looked my brother dead in the eye and was like Would you like lettuce and tomato on that? Dude, that (laughs) happened to me. And he's like, no. No. Just bread. Bacon and and mayo. And bacon and mayo. (laughs) One of my
5: best friends growing up as a kid would get straight (laughs) bacon sandwiches. It came on a braided, and it'd just be bacon and nothing else. I thought he was fucking crazy. So I ordered one. Delicious. Wasn't wasn't that bad. (laughs) All right.
2: So imagine that you order that sandwich, and it's beautiful, right? And then you bite into it. And you get this crumbling powder of bullshit. (laughs) That sounds overcooked. With burnt grease taste in your mouth, instead of this like beautiful, soft, chewy, greasy, delicious. I don't think bacon bacon should be completely chewy. Mm. Well, listen, I think
3: there's a fine. I got to go with Matt. There's a fine line. I think Ah, the exterior, like you have to have some crisp.
2: No, I don't like crisp. But
3: you have to preserve. Like the fat has to be there. It has to be a little soft.
5: If you pick it up, it should stay straight.
2: Yeah,
4: Yeah, absolutely not. There's also varying degrees of quality. Right, yeah. so if you get like a thick slice, I would say if I'm gonna get a thick slice of bacon, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, still chewy, good, right? But when you get that chewy, crappy, I don't think weird. I'll ever be when you get that, that crappy this, thin bacon, yeah. you know that I think you do have to cook up a little bit more. Because it's just thin and weak. Turns out this is my last episode of the podcast. I'm (laughs) about to walk off, dude. You guys, I lost so much.
2: I just, I just want a chewy Uh, bacon. Nick, Nick, uh, floppy
5: bacon,
4: floppy bacon, chewy bacon, floppy. No
5: exterior crisp,
4: soft and floppy bacon. Yeah,
5: (laughs) with a guy with a beard like that, I did not expect him to say
2: soft
4: bacon, dude. You
2: know what? With the with the soft bacon, you probably get a little bit of like grease drippings, right? Save it. Yeah. So, thank you guys. He's the producer. So uh, no, I producer, think his opinion is spoken.
4: He broke the tie, boys. All right. So, Crunchy uh, bacon. all right, fine. <laughs> we lose this round.
2: Listen, you know, guys.
0: I, so
3: I vote that Nick is the tie break every time.
2: I like it. I'm in. Nick is the tie break. Deal. All right. All, right. Uh, all right. So, number one, go to the comments in our video or go to our Facebook page and Instagram and tell us how you like your bacon because we want to know. Obviously, fucking thoroughly. Just no one's gonna
3: come at you with floppy, fucking weak ass. I will tell you, three three of the five people here did
4: in the firehouse. I just prefer that it's cooked because oftentimes, you know how it goes. I'm cooking breakfast tomorrow morning. Listen, if somebody Sometimes else you is starting the grill if, and then you got to shut it off, somebody
2: else is cooking me food. Uh, let me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say if, if if I go to your house and you're making me breakfast, I'm not going to like. Well, it's probably air fried.
3: We'll talk about that. Yeah,
2: I'm not going to get mad at you for however it is. I'm going to judge you internally. But if I'm paying for that shit, <laughs> yeah. that shit better be good and it yeah, better I mean. be soft baked. Matt has had air fried steak at my house. It, it's it's a thing. I don't yeah. think we should get <laughs> an air fried steak. Yeah. It's a thing. It was a matter of desperation. I don't want to talk about it.
3: <sighs> yeah, it was all right. Of, so yeah.
2: go to our YouTube video, comment. Tell us how you like your bacon. Also tell us what you think of the episode. Uh, yeah, we might be doing a good job. I I think we did a pretty good job, yeah. but we also might suck. So uh, let us know. We're not. Uh, we might be offended, but we want to know because. This is for the people by the people. Yeah, we, yeah, uh, feel
5: free to attack us personally in the comment section. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah.
2: Tear us down. A couple
5: easy yeah. things. I have Just red hair and we're tear hair. Tear us down. On. Yeah. Something yeah. totally yeah. ununique <laughs> to the fire service.
3: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just tear us all down. That's yeah. that's what we're look that's what
2: yeah. we're here for yeah. is to tear each other down. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on a serious note, on a serious note, uh, I think that does it for this week. Uh Barry's going to be the host for so the way we're kind of running this with four people is we're uh, going to kind of rotate who's the uh Who's the lead uh, for the episode? Kind of a topic that maybe somebody's passionate about or whatever the case is. So next week, uh, Barry's going to take the reins on that. Um, Dear God. <laughs> keep an eye out on our social Ooh, media. So we're going to drop content that's related to next week's episode so you can view it ahead of time. Um, big thank you to all our listeners, all of our followers. Um, probably going to be like a whopping... Nick, are you going to follow us? four to five of us so for now no, four no, to five no, of my us do, my dog will listen <laughs> um, and uh and uh, for everybody uh, big shout out to big dick nick he is our producer uh, with wilco media group uh, they are also on ig and youtube uh he's the one putting these videos and doing these awesome edits uh probably editing out like the 96 burps i had during that and he's also gonna put our podcasts on uh, all the major streaming apps is that right yeah um and uh, the best thing you can do for us is to share uh, our content, share our podcast, talk to people about it, um, listen to it, like, like, like us, engage, rate us, engage with listen, us. Listen, like, and share. Listen, like, and share. Yeah. I, you know, I never thought I would hear myself say that. And, and keep uh, in mind, and we'll it, reiterate, it
4: we uh, will reiterate, we are not the experts. We're not the experts. We're facilitating conversation with our friends, yeah. trying to better the service that we got into. Yeah. Leave it better, than, line, it. Leave like it better a than you Boy found. Classic line.
3: Leave it better than you found. right? Yeah, that's it. I can barely uh, break up a bag of ice. Well, that <laughs> yeah,
2: that was awful, bro. Yeah, uh, whatever. I was. Uh, I last was but not least. Wasn't sure. listen? You didn't listen. It's a high risk, low frequency event. How the often ice, do you break ice up a bag was not of ice? for cooling? It was for consumption. Yeah, so you so did you You didn't whatever. pre-plan the scenario. You didn't talk about it ahead of time, and you no. failed. So, I mean, that just literally... I would have been fired from Swenson's. <laughs> <laughs> literally proves our point. Fucking gone, dude. I mean, if, if I had my way, you'd be fired from... Literally. Yeah. Um, anyway, last but not least, uh, we want this podcast to be user-driven. Uh, we want to talk about the stuff that you're interested in. So we obviously have things that we are passionate about, that we want to talk about, but we want to know what you want to talk about. So go to our social media, or our website, which is www.jobtalks.com. Again, that's J-O-B-T-L-K-S.com. Uh, hit the share ideas tab, and under there you can find a form where you can write us anything. Again, if we suck, if you think we should be doing something different, let us know. We probably won't listen to you, but we'll at least uh, read it. Yeah. Um, whatever it is uh, you want to talk about, it, uh, let's keep talking, and uh, don't be afraid to be into the job. Thanks.
4: All right, boys. All right. Thank you.
2: Yeah.